Now, I was listening to this other podcast. I'm not going to name them because, no, you know. No, you weren't. There are no other podcasts but ours. Everyone finds theirs through ours. We are the one true well, podcast. This, this would that be is one, accurate. I like that. <laughs> this would be one that you would find through ours. Now, they had a listener. Oh, they had a listener call in. And he's from England. And he was talking about going bowling and different size bowling balls and things. And he asked the hosts about, you know, what size bowling balls that they use and, and different questions about that. And one of the hosts actually said, do you have bowling over in the UK? Is it a thing? How long has it been there? Because when I visited it, you didn't have bowling. And I had to message them and I had to tell them, you know, we only got bowling like three years ago when John Wayne came to visit. <laughs> Welcome to Two Titans and a Hunter, a Destiny 2 podcast. Dedicated in bringing you all the latest information, news and opinions. This is the best show for new and veteran guardians alike, where we share tips, tricks, and tools to help you succeed and enjoy playing even more. So with all that said, let me hand you over to your hosts, the triumph-hunting titan night demon, the pink-panted pansy Hiroti, and your hunter master agent, Mr. No One Responds in Real Life! Before we get into the whole the whole silliness and everything like that, I think we should give a moment of silence for the commander. And that'll do it. Okay, so um, for all this of you that made, don't know, made it a whole moment, everyone. Good job. Yeah, yeah, the hunter actually gave up one moment there. I did. I did. Yeah, you know, especially when when somebody when it happens in real life, right? That's not cool. You know, and uh, people were messing with us the other day. Said you had to say something about it the other day. I meant the NPC, not the IRL voice actor. Let's okay. clear that up. Okay, you meant the character in game, not the human man behind it. To be right. clear, <laughs> right. out putting this out into the world. Someone check on Gina Torres. Make sure she's good. Uh, no, it's not Gina Torres <laughs> anymore, is it? It's somebody else. Oh. I thought I thought it was Gina Torres. I was I was actually looking and I found an article from De, Dexerto, D-E-X-E-R-T-O dot com. It was published uh March fifteenth, twenty twenty three, so like three days ago, with every voice actor in the game. So unless I mean they could be wrong, no, they, I don't know. They did recast Torres because she was unavailable unless she came back. Didn't yeah, that's what I was trying to remember because I because again, you try to search for something in Destiny and you've got seventeen years of Destiny articles. Yeah. So either check on Gina Torres or whoever the new Gina Torres is. No, but seriously, I mean, that is, it's a complete shock, I think, to the, like, the, the movie world, at least. I mean, he, Paul Lance was scheduled to go on TV interviews to do with the new John Wick film. He'd only just pulled out of doing the premiere. So mm. obviously he didn't feel very well, bless him. And um, yeah, it's, it, it was a complete shock because, I mean, you guys had, were, posting about it in the chat and i completely missed it until i think parody said something i was like hang on a minute i've got to go and check this out yeah right. yeah right like, i was literally on with not arf yesterday running him through the campaign yeah and pan texted me and he's like lance reddick died and i was like no he didn't no no yeah. no no you're you're no and i would so i went right to the internet it's like okay no there's enough reputable sources and sites yeah. that yeah no this is an you know message from his from his spokespeople and you know pr staff whatever it's like oh 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 no because he was he was only sixty, like he wasn't, yeah, yeah, like like a lot of celebrities come and go, and I was like, oh yeah, you know they died that sad for their families and everything, because obviously they're all they're real human beings, they're real people, yeah, but they don't really hit me. But 
you know, him being part of this game we've been playing since uh, 2014. And I hadn't quite realized until I went back and looked at all the things he'd done, just how many things I'd seen him and enjoyed him in. Oh yeah. Like, no, like going back, like, like going back to the wire fringe. I mean, the John Wick films more recently, like just the amount of stuff he's done. It's like, Oh, Oh, you've been, you've been like low key a part of my life for a while now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think the dedication that he put into Commander Zavala was unbelievable. He did. I'll never forget the whole Kyle thing, dude. To me, that was the best thing, honestly, in his career. You know what I mean? Like the way he took his time to become Zavala and just give Kaido the psychological smackdown is one thing I'll never forget. You know what I mean? It just it was beautifully well done. It was masterful. And I often wonder, did he write that? No, he didn't write that himself. He just read it. That's right. But still, he took the time out of his day to voice the commander and then read that out loud for everyone to to hear. And it was it was great. You know, he was a man that that not only worked hard, but he he knew how to take the time to spend time with his fans and to you know be just like a regular guy. You know, yeah, if that if that makes sense. You know, yeah. and if you've just joined us in the middle of the show, this is the Two Titans and a Hunter, but we are just giving appreciation to Commander Zavala, Lance Reddick, for all he did in the movie world and even in the gaming world, because there were several characters that he'd. Uh, been or voiced in loads of different franchises mm-hmm. and um, yeah dead space i think was one of them too if i'm not mistaken could be wrong but either way yeah he's been in a lot of video games but you know unfortunately irl the the man has uh exited this world so uh you know give credit words to good man good voice actor you know just overall good part of the the community as far as as far as what we know, you know, we don't know his personal life, but you know, from what we've seen, I mean, he he was guy. always positive about destiny, and mm-hmm. I, I know it was like a, a funny thing that he would always play. Was it a warlock? Wasn't it? It was a warlock. Yeah, yeah. He would always play yeah. as a warlock, and he would post videos about playing a warlock, Commander Zavala being a warlock, and you know, we'd all have a good laugh about it. And I I think that's the the whole thing is it's a complete shock to everybody. Um, there's gatherings in the tower. People are spending like hours at Commander Zavala in the tower at this point in time, just paying mm-hmm. tribute to his character in-game, um, which is really nice. It is, and people are already making jokes about how Ryan is going to voice the ghost, Cade, and now Zavala. <laughs> Ryan. Can, I mean, Nolan can, North. Can Nolan, Nolan Ryan, North. Yeah. North. Nolan, oh, my no, God. Nolan, Nolan Ryan. Ryan. I'm a, thinking baseball. Holy crap. <laughs> Nolan Ryan is a was a pitcher for the uh, Texas Rangers and Houston Astros back in the nineties, so I don't think he's available to voice act. Well, maybe, you, you know, got it's... a lot of baseball lore. I'm kind of impressed, Brody. I, I follow baseball before computers were a thing. Oh, ask oh. me if I've got baseball lore. <laughs> no. Do you um, do you do you have baseball in your country, Night Demon? Do, do, does the UK have baseball? <laughs> no, because we're not allowed to. In, we're not allowed into the World Series, so there's no point in actually having it. Are you really not? Is that is that a real statement? We're, world when... S. The, the 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 quote world series that that's comprised of one and a half countries. Yeah, I don't watch baseball. I have no idea. So if I had to support one team, it would be the Toronto Blue Jays. Why the Blue Jays? Out of curiosity, it's not an American team, I guess. No, because my my auntie lived in Canada, and she, uh... when she visited, she bought me a Blue Jays hat when when I was younger. So that's the only team that I ever knew for quite some time. Well, there so, you yeah. go. Yeah, okay. and, and, respond, the, and respond. The World Series is basically the U.S. and a couple teams in Canada, ignoring you know the it? rest of the world. 
But I've seen baseball. I mean, baseball is freaking huge in um, America, Puerto yes. Rico, in Japan. It's enormous. Yeah. I love it in Japan for some reason. Yeah, but, you know, but we call I, I, I assume because... World Cup would in, include all those guys. No, World Cup's a different sport entirely. That's a sport that England definitely has. Uh, I'm not in the World Cup. World Series. Uh, oh, I just dear. pointed out that, that Lance Reddick also voiced a character from 50 Cent Blood in the Sand, the world's greatest video game next to Destiny. <laughs> Is that the one where 50 Cent was a fight? No, that was something else. What was that That's game where all the rappers were like Mortal Kombat fighters? That was a different one, but this was this was 50 Cent and company were... Um, you know, basically, uh, guns for hire, trying to get his crystal skull back. Okay. <laughs> Is it a 50 cent game? Like the rapper 50 cent? Yeah. Or it, the yeah, game yeah. costs 50 cent. Well, I mean, I mean, at this point, now. I think both. Yeah. At this point, I think the answer is yes. But no, like it is, it is, it is it 50 cent DJ Woo Kid, Tony Yayo. <laughs> where you nice. could absolutely be 50 cent and uh, get his crystal skull back, which is just a very... Very silly game. I mean, you need the Crystal Skull, though. You got to have it. It's important. It's a part of his persona, right? Very big part. You can't be 57 without a Crystal Skull, I think. Anyway, so uh, back to the world of Destiny. Uh, we have lost our commander, unfortunately. What do you mean? But, uh, back to the world you know, of Destiny. We are in the world of Destiny. We've been talking we about Lance Reddick. We are, we are yes. And, yes. you know, we, we haven't introduced ourselves. So would you like to introduce yourselves, guys? Uh yes, my name is No One Responds in real life. I am the unofficial official Hunter Vanguard, and I have with me two tremendous titans of Titany, who, let's be honest, are two of Zavala's best work, right? I have to my left Parody, who is known for his uh, shenanigans, and to my right I have Night Demon, who on the show seems quiet and ill-tempered but when you get him out of the show and into real life boy does he have a potty mouth i'm telling you lies it's all lies oh i have it on recording brother you forgot that i have a stiff upper british lip oh you do and that that british lip can say things (laughs) (laughs) it can get down and dirty when it wants to indeed it can but yeah so, this... should we kick the show off with telling people about what's happening this week in Destiny? What is happening this week in Destiny? Yep, go ahead. Hello and welcome to the fourth week of Season 20, Season of Defiance, starting on March 21st, 2023. So, for week four, let's have a look at our legacy rotation, starting with the Forsaken expansion. Ready if you are. Let's see what's out there. The Dreaming City this week is at a strong curse level, which means Petrovenge can be found in Rio Silvia, and has the Dark Monastery mission for the next week. The Blind Well features Taken enemies and the Plague Inomina. The Ascendant Challenge this week will be the Keep of Owned Edges, which can be located over in the Harbinger's Seclude on the Dreaming City. Next up, the Shadowkeep expansion. On the Moon, the weekly story mission is in the Deep. The Trove Guardian is located in the Hellmouth. The Wandering Nightmare is the Nightmare of Hawkus in the Anchor of Light. And the Nightmare Hunt this week will be Skolas, Pride, Fanatic, Insanity, and Omnigal, Anguish. For our Beyond Light expansion, on Europa this week, Praxis, the Technocrat, will be the Empire Hunt, Cadmus Ridge will be the Eclipse Zone, and the Exo Challenge will be Safeguard. For the 30th Anniversary expansion, 
we have the loop rotation for Dears of Eternity, which will be on week 4's rotation with the Scatterhorn armor set and the Pathfinder armor set being available. The weapons available this week will be the Stasis Precision Frame Shotgun, Factithis, the Solar High Impact Frame Auto Rifle, Krajua Milo, the Stasis Precision Frame Hand Cannon, Volpicula, the Arc Precision Frame Bow, Wolftone Draw, the Solar High Impact Frame Fusion Rifle, Iotona Draconis, the Solar Rapid Fire Frame Heavy Grenade Launcher, Canis Major, the Arc Vice Rapid Fire Frame Scout Rifle, Contingency Plan, the Kinetic High Impact Frame Pulse Rifle, Legal Action 2, the Solar Rapid Fire Frame Heavy Grenade Launcher, Outrageous Fortune, the Void Adaptive Frame Sword, Steel Syllabus C14, and the Kinetic Lightweight Frame Sidearm, Spoiler Alert. For the Witch Queen expansion, the Witch Queen weekly story mission is the Communion, where you will have Barrier and Unstoppable Champions. The Wellspring activity has been updated to include a featured Throne World weapon, Veritas Armor, and a weapon pattern as its rewards. For the Lightful expansion, the weekly mission is no time left, and the Vex incursion this week will be in the Liming Harbour. In addition, the weekly Lightful reset also refreshes the pinnacle drop for the Node Override Avalon exotic mission on the EDZ. Raids and Dungeons The Kingsfall Raid Challenge this week is the second encounter, Warpriest, called Devious Thievery. Players must steal the brand of the initiate within a couple of seconds of taking the brand claimer's buff. The Vow of the Disciple Challenge this week is the first encounter, Acquisition, called Swift Destruction, where Guardians must kill all champions within a few seconds of each other on all rounds. The Deepstone Crypt Challenge this week is the third encounter, Tanix Part 1, called Of All Trades. Guardians must perform each role at least once, Operator, Scanner and Suppressor. The Garn of Salvation challenge this week is the first encounter, Embrace, called To the Top. This is where you must not kill the Cyclops that spawns near the Consecrated Mind. The last Wish challenge this week is the second encounter, Shirochi, called Witch Witch. Guardians must not get hit or take damage from Shirochi's Arc Blast. Your pinnacle raid will be the Vault of Glass in the Legends tab, which means all challenges will be available for each encounter. These are the first encounter, Confluxes, called Wait For It, where every yellow bar wyvern must be killed as they sacrifice themselves to the confluxes. The second encounter, oracles, called the only oracle for you. Players cannot destroy the same oracle more than once. The third encounter, templar, called out of its way, where you must keep the templar from teleporting. The fourth encounter, gatekeeper, called strangers in time. Players must defeat the praetorians and wyverns at the same time. The fifth encounter, atheon, called Ensembler's Refrain. Each player teleported can only destroy one oracle in each spawn set. Also, with the Vault of Glass being the featured raid, this does mean that you can farm the final boss for a chance at the exotic fusion rifle, Vex Mythoclass. And the pinnacle dungeon for this week will be the Shattered Throne over on the Dreaming City. Next up, challenges. So for week four, we have All That Matters. Complete week four of the We Stand Unbroken quest for a War Table upgrade and challenge XP+. Cunning Liberator defeats 75 combatants in the Defiant Battlegrounds playlist using energy weapons. Earn bonus progress if they deal void or arc damage for a War Table upgrade and challenge XP. Focus Defiance. Decode or focus Defiant engrams at the War Table during the Season of Defiance for a War Table upgrade and challenge XP. Strandweaver. Complete the final strand quest, also rapidly defeat 100 combatants throughout Neomuna. 
Bonus for sidearm final blows for Challenge XP++. Mod Collector. Unlock 12 artifact mods for Challenge XP++ and Bright Dust. Momentum Crash. Defeat 50 Guardians in Momentum Control. And bonus progress with Zone Advantage for Challenge XP Plus and Bright Dust. Razor's Edge. Defeat 60 targets with Glaives, 30 with Swords and 100 with Bows in Gambit. And bonus progress for defeating Guardians for Challenge XP Plus Plus and Bright Dust. Darkest Nightfall. Complete any Nightfall on Hero difficulty or higher for Challenge XP Plus, Bright Dust and a Nightfall weapon. And Precision Calibration. Calibrate 200 marksman weapons, scout rifles, sniper rifles and linear fusion rifles by landing precision final blows. Bonus progress against guardians for challenge XP plus and bright dust. And speaking of bright dust, we have our fourth ever burst of the season starting on March 24th, 2023. Available this week for bright dust, we have the trap setting exotic emote for 3,250 bright dust. The Overcharged Shell Exotic Ghost Shell for 2850 Bright Dust. The Stasis Entrance Legendary Transmat Effect for 450 Bright Dust. The Lion's Pride Legendary Shader for 300 Bright Dust. The Iridescent Coral Legendary Shader for 300 Bright Dust. The Pick a Card Exotic Emote for 3250 Bright Dust. The Limitless Subversion Grips Ornament for the Hunters. The Cognant Beak Gauntlet Ornament for the Titans and the Technologic Gloves ornament for the Warlocks, each for 1,200 Bright Dust. The Wanderer's Shell Exotic Ghost Shell for 2,850 Bright Dust. The Lone Howl Exotic Sparrow for 2,500 Bright Dust. The Prometheus Osp Exotic Ship for 2,000 Bright Dust. The Blooming Guilt Exotic Weapon ornament for the Exotic Submachine Gun, the Austria Striga, for 1,250 Bright Dust. And finally, the Infinity Door Projection Legendary Ghost Projection for 1,500 Bright Dust. Hello. Hello. As a reminder, your daily loss sector will show you a flag outside which will give you details of threats, shields, champions and exotic armour you will find inside. But if you are new to the game or you're using an alternate character and can't find the flag outside, you will have to run through the loss sector normally to have it show up on your map as a legend slash master. Which you can either do solo or with a fire team but you will only be able to earn a chance at the exotic drop when completing solo. Tuesday, March 21st will be the Conflux on Nessus for exotic helmets, Solar Threat, Void and Strand Surges with Void Elemental Shields, Overcharged Trace Rifles with Barrier and Unstoppable Champions. Wednesday, March 22nd will be the Thrillodrome on Neptune for exotic boots, Void Threat, Void and Strand Surges with Void and Arc Elemental Shields, Overcharged Grenade Launcher, with Barrier and Overload Champions. Thursday, March 23rd will be the Hydroponics Delta on Neptune for Exotic Gauntlets, Void Threat, Solar and Strand Surges with no Elemental Shields, Overcharged Rocket Launchers with Barrier and Unstoppable Champions. Friday, March 24th will be the Gilded Preset on Neptune for Exotic Chests, Arc Threat, Solar and Strand Surges with Void and Solar Elemental Shields, Overcharged Glaives with Barrier and Unstoppable Champions. Saturday, March 25th will be the Excavation Site 12 on the EDC for Exotic Helmets, Solar Threat, Solar and Strand Surges with Arc Elemental Shields, Overcharged Swords with Barrier and Unstoppable Champions. Sunday, March 26th will be the Skydock 4 on the EDC for Exotic Boots, Solar Threat, Solar and Strand Surges with Void Elemental Shields, 
overcharged shotgun with barrier and unstoppable champions. And finally, back round to Monday, March 27th, will be the quarry on the EDZ for exotic gauntlets, void threat, solar and strand surges with void and solar elemental shields, overcharged grenade launcher with barrier and unstoppable champions. Lead the way. Our fourth featured Nightfall will see us face off against the new Brakazan in the refreshed Arms Dealer Nightfall, where you have a chance to get a Pinnacle Engram if you complete the Nightfall with a score of 200k or more. You will be able to earn high-end gear for your characters including the Nightfall featured weapon, exotic gear, enhancement cores, enhancement prisms and ascendant shards. The higher the Nightfall difficulty, the more common the drop will be, with the featured weapon and exotic gear being uncommon at hero difficulty to being common with ascendant shards in Grandmasters. The Grandmaster Nightfall difficulty will return on April 11th. Your Nightfall modifiers are Hero difficulty, maximum effective level, 1765. Matchmaking is available. Enemies have extra shields. Champions foe. You will face barrier and unstoppable champions. You can either use intrinsic exotics, use a subclass debuff, or unlock anti-champion mods from the seasonal artifact. Solar elemental threat. 25% increase to solar incoming damage. Pestilence. Science spawn void grenades on death, overcharge weapons, weapon overcharges from the seasonal artifact are active in this activity. Kinetic weapons do increase damage when your subclass element matches the active surge. An elemental surge, 25% bonus to outgoing elemental damage. Strand surge, 25% bonus to outgoing strand damage. Overcharge weapon, 25% bonus damage to a specific weapon. Galvanized, combatants have more health and are more difficult to stun. Legend, maximum effective level is 1815, includes all previous modifiers, no matchmaking, equipment locked, you will be unable to change your equipment once this mission starts, master, maximum effective level 1820, includes all previous modifiers, champions mob, this difficulty adds more champion enemies, and famine, all ammunition drops are significantly reduced. To combat champions this season you have access to subclass counters, as well as a choice of intrinsic anti-champion artifact mods, which are anti-barrier pulse and anti-barrier sidearm, unstoppable scout rifle, and medieval champion, where glaives fire projectiles that stun unstoppable champions, swords stun overload champions on consecutive hits. You also have exotic weapons and armor that can help with intrinsic mods as well. For anti-barrier, the kinetic bow wishender, the kinetic linear fusion rifle arbalest, the kinetic pulse rifle revision zero, the Solar Energy Hand Cannon, Ariana's Vow, the Solar Heavy Sword, the Lament, and the Titan Exotic Gauntlet, Second Chance, which gain a second charge of your shield throw melee, which becomes shield piercing and stuns barrier champions. For Unstoppable, the Kinetic Fusion Rifle, Bastion, the Kinetic Hand Cannon, Malfeasance, the Solar Energy Sidearm, Devil's Ruin, the Void Heavy Bow, Leviathan's Breath, and the Hunter Gauntlet, Athras's Embrace, which have a chance to stun Unstoppable champions with their empowered weighted knife. Next up, Lord Shaxx brings Momentum Control to the featured Crucible playlist for the fourth week of the season. Momentum Control is a 6v6 PvP mode which is a variation on the regular control mode, where every weapon is significantly higher in lethality, meaning that you can take out your opponents much faster than normal. Respawns are instant, and defeating enemy players in Momentum Control will grant faster regeneration on your melee, grenade, and super. Players get increased damage resistance when activating a super to help counteract that little bit of extra damage that the guns give out. The mode also has increased capture speeds on points and radar is removed for every player. 
achieve victory by capturing zones and defeating opponents. Delightful! And Valus Forge returns to the tower for the first time this season, bringing with him the Iron Banner. This is a week-long free-to-play Crucible event, which means that there will be no Trials of Osiris at the weekend. Power level is disabled, meaning you can go into Iron Banner with whatever weapons and armor you would like. Iron Banner also brings with it challenges and a seal to become an Iron Lord. Each day for four days for each character from Tuesday Reset, Lord Saladin will give you the opportunity to receive a Pinnacle Reward. By hovering over the Iron Banner node on the Director, it will tell you how many games you need to play and with what subclass you need to equip to complete it. You can either play each day and collect each pinnacle, or you can wait until Friday Reset to play all the games that you need and receive all four pinnacles in one go. From three for your first pinnacle, and up to 18 games in total for all four pinnacles. As a reminder, pinnacle rewards will give you plus five to your power level if you are below the power cap of 1800. But if you are 1800 and trying to reach the pinnacle cap of 1810, then the pinnacles will give you a plus two in light. Players can rank up with Lord Saladin to receive rewards from his reward track, and equipping any Iron Banner armor, ornament, or weapon plus Iron Banner emblem will progress your progress faster in ranking up. This is multiplied if you complete the daily pinnacle challenges as well. For the Iron Banner gear boost requirements, all five pieces must be equipped as gear or ornaments for it to take effect. This season of Iron Banner will see Bungie change things up a bit, with each week of the season being a different game mode. For our first week of Iron Banner, we will see the return of the good old Iron Banner Control, where two teams of six are pitted against each other to control three stationary fire pit capture points scattered around the arena. Capturing one zone will get you plus one point, capturing an additional zone will get you plus two points, and capturing all three zones will give your team plus three points. This also applies to kills whilst holding the zones. Zero to one zone will get you one point per kill, and two zones plus two points per kill. If a team captures all three zones on the map, that team will activate the hunt, which locks both teams out of capturing the zone for 25 seconds. The team who initiated the hunt will earn three points per kill, whilst the hunted team will only earn one point per kill. After the 25 seconds have passed, all zones will become unlocked and teams can recapture the zones again. A mercy rule can be activated if one team reaches 60% score before the other team reaches 20%. With Iron Banner's return, this also means that you have another chance to become an Iron Lord. The triumphs for this are, Jolder's Victory, win matches in the Iron Banner playlist across all events and seasons. Ganora's Seal, acquire Iron Banner armor. Each piece must be unique to count towards the total. Ormond's Taste, acquire Iron Banner weapons. Each weapon must be unique to count towards the total. Orwing Spirit, earn points by completing objectives in Iron Banner playlist modes. Frostmire's Will, complete Iron Banner challenges. Crimmel's Dedication, Reset Iron Banner rank twice. Jorum's Hout. Complete Iron Banner matches whilst wearing at least one piece of Iron Banner armor. Earn additional progress for each piece of Iron Banner armor equipped. And to gild the title this season, you have five triumphs to complete, which are Glorious Howl. Win Iron Banner matches. Earn additional progress for each piece of Iron Banner gear equipped. Again with Feeling. Reset Iron Banner rank. On Point. And points by completing objectives in Iron Banner playlist modes while using a Strand, Solar or Void subclass. One and done, complete all four Iron Banner challenges in a single Iron Banner celebration. And Down Dear Friend, defeat 200 Guardians in Iron Banner. And bonus progress for using Iron Banner weapons from the current season. The two returning Iron Banner weapons this season are the Bite of the Fox Aggressive Frame Sniper Rifle, which has a base impact of 90, range of 70 and aim assist of 41. 
it can roll with Vorpal, opening shot, and explosive payload, with no distractions, slick draw, and snapshot sights, and has the origin perk Skulking Wolf. While at low health, Guardian Final Blows with this weapon grant enhance radar and remove you from the opposing radar. And the Durham's Claw Adaptive Frame Pulse Rifle, which has a base impact of 29, range of 49, and stability of 50. It can roll with Golden Tricorn, Frenzy, and Kill Clip, with Moving Target, Outlaw, and Gutshot Straight. It also has the origin perk of Skulking Wolf and Suro Synergy, where reloads grant this weapon a bonus to handling and reduces incoming flinch for a short time. And finally, there is also double XP in the Vanguard playlist this week. So if you want to fast track in getting that sweet new ritual weapon, the Ecliptic Distaff Glaive, and a Vanguard ornament, the Aegon Spindle, then this will be a good start. And that's it for the fourth week of Season of Defiance. Now, back to the show. Guardian down. What happened this week in Destiny? Not Iron Banner, but in fact Trials, because Iron Banner is next no, week. No, no, but that, that's, what, that's what I'm referring to. This week mm -hmm. is this week coming up, isn't it? This week coming up, the actual Iron Banner week. Yes. The real life Iron Banner week. <gasps> I'm so excited. Iron Banner is back. Are I have not managed to get my other two characters through the story yet, because as I said, the, the kids were on holiday. Well, the kids were on a break because I don't know, teaching the You're correct. Yeah. So. I had minimal amount of time to play and it was literally jump on, do the video for this week. And then that's it. I bet. Cause it was Iron Banner Fortress and now it's Iron Banner Control again. And again, if you're new to the game, you need to understand how Iron Banner Control works because you may have been around for Rift. You may have been around for Fortress, but you may not have been around for Iron Banner Control, which I know is the OG kind of Iron Banner. But if you just joined in Lightfall, you're going to be like, hang on a minute, there's fire pits. There's why are these fire pits locked? Why are they hunting people? And why the why the um, why the kills suddenly skyrocketing and we're losing? So you kind of need to know these things. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. They, you know, like you said, they finally gave us some uh, some information on Iron Banner. And which one is it? Yes, all of them. Now, with uh, that, we all of them, all of them. Do you think that this is their way of getting out the fact that they didn't come up with a new game mode? Because they, I mean, we'll get onto it in the 12, but they, they do mention the fact that that they, this Iron Banner is the place to kind of try out these new game modes. And, but we're going to go back and just do these three that you've had over the last couple of years for the next season. Do you think, I mean, next se season 21 will have a new iteration of Iron Banner? And this is just like their kind of cop out of, okay, we'll just put, because we've got three Iron Banners, we'll just do the three different variations that we've got in the well, oven now. With Iron Banner, is it still going to have the freelance option? No. Well, freelance see, that's what yeah. bugs me. No, like, I mean, you can so, have your different kinds of Iron Banner, one, but why, why is freelance rotational? No, no, no. Be no, because they fix, they fixed matchmaking. They fixed it. It's fine now. They fixed matchmaking. So they've matchmaking removed. Matchmaking is solved the solo node so you just click the one iron banner logo and if you're solo they try and match you up against other solo people see it's the, the same word, with that word there. what was that word that 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 dastardly word starts with t and ends with what rye right i don't like that word when destiny uses it because it it's used very loosely with them i think and every time they say it it's, it's like an excuse well, well we no, tried we, 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 we yeah but you try. suck you yeah, know? I mean, they did try. You can't say they didn't try. 
Well, you can say they didn't succeed, but they absolutely tried. I feel like I'm talking to my son here. It's like, I don't care if you tried. Did you do it? <laughs> yes or no? You know? It's like, I did my best. I don't care if you did your best. Is it done? Did you accomplish the goal? No? Then get out there and do it. I don't care if you tried. You know? That's what they're just, doing. Oh. They're, they're trying, and then if it doesn't work, they're going to get out there and do it. <laughs> they're going to take your feedback, and they're going to, you know, do something mm. else next time around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if you've rejoined the game in the last, like, month or so, and you'd seen beforehand that we had Iron Banner, and then there was a single-player mode, which then pitted you up against other single players. And the same with Trials. They used to do that with Trials, and they used to do that with Competitive. It's all now just all in those nodes. Bungie have apparently fixed it so that you won't run against six stacks now. So it will just be you versus other one and two two players, maybe one, three two, players. Five, make up the, make up the teams. I mean, have you guys played Trials this weekend? I'm going to no. guess no. But then in our Discord, we've got players that have been going in solo and actually getting two flawlesses. You know, AZ, as an example. I know he's a good player in himself. Carries when? Come on, easy. Carry when? Huh? huh? Well, hey, have you guys placed? Have you done your Iron Banner stuff? Have you placed? Sorry? Iron Banner. You're saying a lot of words that are not related to each other. Sorry, not Iron Banner. Crucible. Have you placed in Crucible? Do we have to do that every season? Didn't do it last season and haven't touched competitive this season. I've I've played a bunch. I actually got on with Andy. No, it's not competitive. Isn't it just normal Crucible you place now after playing like five matches or whatever? No, no that's competitive. Tripping? Competitive, you have to play seven games. Seven, and after yeah. the seven games, you've got the Rose Hand Cannon. And then after that, every single week that you play, you only have to play three games and you get another Rose Hand Cannon. Okay. But you, yeah, you can go up and down. I didn't know. Maybe you might have to place again every season just to see where you are because they do reset it. it and I know that you can go up so higher. Sorry? It hasn't yelled at me to do it this season because since I played a total of four competitive games last season, so I never even played the seven. And it hasn't been like, hey, you should go get in there and do it. So I don't know if they just forgot or if it'll do it. I thought it, it started it this season, like, mm-hmm. though. I thought it started with, with Lightfall. No, last season. Last season, okay. there was a whole yeah. quest of the thing and uh, something bugging me every week going, you should go play your seven games and get placements. And I go, no, I don't think I will. I know it sounds like to the average kind of listener that's only just joined us that we don't play destiny and we have no idea what's going on but we do honestly do play destiny we just don't play pvp or i don't <laughs> respawn doesn't play pvp parody no. and i play pvp but the problem is that i've got a broken wrist and i haven't been able to play as much parody mm. likes to play a lot more pve until it comes to iron banner and then we kind of get our groove on so for iron banner coming back next week hopefully we'll get our groove on being iron banner play a lot of iron banner then you know, over the season, hopefully we'll be able to get into a lot more PvP talk. But I think, yeah, it's it's just that there's been so much. I think listening to again to other podcasts, a lot of people have said, you know, the first week was really underwhelming for Lightfall, even though I found there was there was so much stuff for me to do. And then the second week they just went, here's an exotic mission, here's a raid, here's loads of other stuff, and kind of <laughs> unlocked loads of other stuff. And it's like there's all this stuff that you can do and you can do it on your three characters. And there's just so much in the game before I've even touched PVP. And um, I'm, that's why I'm quite glad that, you know, Iron Banner's moved another week because it does give a little bit of breathing room. Yeah. For, for anyone who doesn't have enough to do, um, they're clearly not looking down the numerous quest lines. I'm looking down going, which of these things do I need to do? When will I have oh, time to do all these so things? Many guys. <laughs> there's so there's many. so much to do. There's so many exotic weapons to acquire 
pretend I'm going to use and then probably forget about in a week. <laughs> or bungee disable them within a week. No, honestly, though, the, the, the little sidearm, that little sidearm does work, Parody, for real. The little I, I just, exotic sidearm that we have? I just got it yesterday, so I haven't oh, fired it yet, but I own it now. Dude, See? and, 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 and since it's sidearm freaking uh, anti-barrier, you can take it into most activities. The little thing does work. It really, really does. Mock sidearm anti-barrier, that's silly. Okay, Anti-barrier is for pulse rifles. That's that's where it lives. I no, I think this pistol is th this pistol when you it just hits so hard, dude. For for a primary sidearm, it hits ridiculously hard for no reason. Your exotic sidearm. Yeah. No, if I'm going to use my no, exotic no, slot, sidearms, exotic homing sidearm, and if you side in, it's an exotic sidearm that does extra damage. It's just. It's it's not Harry, easy. Just trust me, right? Next week with Iron Banner, set yourself up as a sidearm build and take in sidearms. I mean, take in your pulse rifle or your auto rifle as your primary, but just mix it up as your secondary in either slot as a sidearm. You won't regret it. Even if you go like Boudicca C and Janoring Hunger in your second slot. Boudicca C is really good, though. So, I mean. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Boudicca C in your primary slot. Which is a fantastic sidearm that you can get from right. like just Gunsmith or like. Oh, yeah. No, there's, there's many of those I've deleted. I might have kept one of them. Right. Oh, Jesus. I hope yeah. not. Because Boudicca C's I'm, got more range than anything else in the game, dude, for a sidearm. I'm not arguing with you that sidearms are bad. I'm just saying an exotic <laughs> sidearm, it could be in a great exotic sidearm, but you've got to sell me hard on an exotic sidearm. Right. Okay. I have I, so many use it. Because uh, all you do is hold the trigger down. Bro, as a Titan, you want to talk about immersion? Hold the trigger down. It it targets enemies for you and shoots shoots them and homes in on them for you, dude. Not only do you not have to do anything, you don't even have to aim. Parody, can, it does aim, the though, work for you. Aiming is not the problem. It's the reloading is the problem. Well, when you aim you, you at that point in time, the gun does extra damage. To be enough? Come on, twenty-one so, bullets. What, what am I gonna do with twenty-one bullets? Well, a lot of damage, actually. <laughs> like, like for a champion, those 21 bullets will take a champion three-quarters of the health away. So, yeah. yeah, It does yeah, a mean, lot of damage. Yeah, I, mean, I, I will absolutely get around to using it. The problem is, you, you've given me a Quicksilver mm -hmm. Storm uh, catalyst that I need to complete, which I've done. Then you give me a, a fancy new bow with a catalyst that I feel the need to complete. Then you give me a fancy new machine gun that weakens enemies when I use them. Then you give me a Two-Tail Fox catalyst that dropped... That now I feel the need to complete. So I mean, it's gonna have to get in line. Like you shouldn't give me all these exotics if you want me to focus on the newest, hottest one. And I don't even have the one that's disabled yet because, well, it's disabled. And also, I haven't even done haven't even done that quest. Two for glaives, it, so yeah, two glaives, two exotic glaives that you can get. They're still, they're still disabled. They're not disabled anymore. I don't know. I, I don't have them either way. So mm, enabled, disabled. It's all the same to me. And a bunch of weapons that you can go out and craft or go and get to then be craftable to then level them up to then put the perks on that you want. And people are saying there's not enough in the game. There's so much in the game. And these people you've... need to stop playing eight hours a day if there's not enough for you to do. Because let, let me tell even you, if I had eight hours a day and, I was, <laughs> and I'd done everything, my mission would then be to help other people do things yeah. and go, right, let's get you through the raid. Let's get you through this dungeon. Let's get you. Speaking of which, you do need to do the raid. The, the weapon. Parody. <laughs> Loading. You don't like to reload, bro. The new freaking auto rifle. 
can come with over 210 rounds in the magazine that every five seconds puts 10% back in, bro. Perfect. All right? And, mm. and, and then you have options with this gun, right? So you have options to where after the first kill, you get 20% extra damage on that gun, like, forever. You have another option where you get multi-kills with this thing and start shooting threadlings out everywhere. You have another option where if you have... Uh, or just, the gun is amazing, Parody. The auto rifle clear, is you, you don't have to sell me on the idea of rating. I, I'm all in on the idea of rating. Like, like this, is not the, this is not the part that's lacking here. I agree with you that I should be rating. That's oh, not yeah, the problem. There's no problem. There's no <laughs> problem with agreeing with Respawn that we should be doing raiding. There's there's a lot of things that we should be doing. It's just the time factor. Yeah, there's tons of things I should be doing. What's the name of the weapon, Respawn? So that people R- Rufus's look- Fury. Okay, it's the one I highlighted last week, I think, in one of yeah. the videos. Yeah, oh, and even Rufus. if you don't get the, the coveted reconstruction roll, you can still get rewind, which, guess what? When the magazine's empty, it refills it for you. I had a seven serif drop with reconstruction on it this week, and I was like, "Oh, I should, I should look at you before I just delete you outright." <laughs> a little bit, yeah, yeah. I think a that's the bit. thing, isn't it? There's a lot of reprised weapons or weapons that have been in the loop pool for quite some time that have now got updated perks. So rather than just kind of delete them, you have to actually go into them and look at them because they may be an amazing oh, yeah. role for you. So, yeah. Acacia's dejection. It's a freaking solar. Um, what do you call it? Trace rifle, right? And it has so many good roles, including but not limited to reconstruction with um incandescent, right? So two hundred twenty rounds with incandescent, no big deal. Right? Incandescent is so much fun. It's so much fun. <laughs> yeah, so you can get that, and again, you can get the whole harmony um role where after you get the first skill, you get a twenty percent damage buff forever, right? I mean, the trace rifle gets a lot of gets a lot of stuff too. And again, two hundred round magazine that refills itself every five seconds. No, not refills itself, but puts ammo back every five seconds. Who needs to reload, right? I mean, just the the raid, guys. The, the even the sad armors. There's nothing in this raid that isn't good weapon wise. I think, like they're all they're all just so good. And the best part about these weapons is they synergize with each other. The more raid weapons you have the better all the raid weapons are overall because they have an intrinsic perk called harmonic resonance. They all do. And what it does is equipping multiple weapons from this set grants this weapon increased reload speed and handling. It also deals increased damage to tormentors, loosened hive and guardians using their super. First of all, T-Rex, the armor's crap. Stop saying that. Um, but the weapons are amazing. No weapons are absolutely the amazing. Armor, let's be honest here. It no, no, no. Us, you wait for the armor to, to, the get, armor to get the good armor. But have you seen this armor? The warlocks have three arms on one side. The hunters are just. We're not going to get into that. It's Bungie dropped the ball big time. <laughs> the titans are the least bad, and when I say the least bad, <laughs> I mean in no way, shape, or form it is good. But it is the least bad of the three. Are you right? telling me multiple arms is bad? Because I would, I'd love to have more arms. If I have more well, arms, can I, can I dual wield now? Finally, no, they're just there, and they hold these like little potions or whatever, which makes it worse. If they were empty, at least you can imagine they're holding guns or grenades or something. But they are static, and they have these little stupid potion-looking things that just sit in there forever, right? And what's worse is 
they didn't have like one arm on one side of the body and then one arm on the other. No, you have one arm on one side of the body and then three on the right side. Well, they should be on the left side. Oh, whatever, whatever side they're on, they're they're not balanced. And for someone like me, who aesthetics is so important and 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 symmetry is a big part of my OCD, having three on one side <laughs> and one on the other. Oh, it drives me so nuts. But yeah, so forget the armor. T-Rex is delusional. I don't know what's wrong with him. Um, it's leads slightly to the right whenever I shoot with this armor on for some reason. I don't quite understand. It, it lists. <laughs> this shit is. But yes, dude, one of these days, instead of doing a podcast, we should do like just a raid, the three of us, next Saturday. Well, Three man in a raid. You heard it here first. The three man raid. No, the three of us going to three man through a raid. Now, if our community get behind this and say you guys can go off and do a raid rather than give us a podcast each week, then I would be down for that. But I know our community would love us to continue to do a podcast because they like hearing you rant about. We can do both. We can't. We can trust me. You are the only person that I know that can play the game. And do a podcast at the same time. It's only because I have two monitors, it, though. I have two monitors. I can I can see both. I could do it if no, I could do it if I had two monitors, but, but mm. I wouldn't be able to give you a quality podcast. Do you have well, extra monitors? Start to read, I just hide into a corner, try not to die while I read, and if I die, oh well, <laughs> you know. <laughs> if we have to wipe and restart the encounter, well, it happens. Oh, there you go. But um, but parody yeah. exotic sidearms. Trust me when I say this. Devil's ruin. Devil's ruin. It's amazing good. in PvP. Yep. It is like having a mini Jotun. Now, you can fire it as a normal sidearm, or you can just hold that button down and go for that pirate Jotun. You mean you mean linear fusion, right? No, 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 not linear fusion. Trace rifle. No, but it's like having a mini Jotun. It, it doesn't just, track. It just shoots straight, though. It doesn't need to track. The it tracking just... isn't. See, some of us can aim. We don't need the tracking. We just aim. Yeah, just aim. <laughs> aiming ruins my immersion. <laughs> But Devil's Ruin is fantastic. It's just, it is amazing. You've got to try it. Trust me. I mean, again, you're, it's not that I'm totally against the idea of an exotic sidearm. It's just that they've given me 57 new exotic weapons and they expect me to find time to play with them all and give them all equal love or at least some love before I throw them in the vault and never to be used again. I'm even yeah. enjoying the stupid exotic bow. When I was like, this is stupid. And now I'm like, no, no, this is fun. I can make, I can turn you into crystals, then suspend you, and then turn you into green ice cubes, and everybody wins. Green it's very cubes. silly. Yeah, I, I, I'm just waiting for someone to put out a good PV, you know, tell me what to run in PvP. Dear Destiny creators, tell me what build I should use on my Titan in PvP. Or my Warlock, either way, I'm not really picky. I'm telling I'm you, sidearm, and it, whatever right. other weapon you want. Right, but what should I what should I pair that with? What subclass should I be using? What exotic would would make this better? Are we talking PvP exclusively here? Well, you you could use strand. Yes, because, yeah, strand because there's be a, a trillion PVE builds. Okay, so PvP, uh, you want the Devil's Road? It's Fund just, of the booty has told me what to run in PVE. And I need, I, with I need that is PvP your favorite auto rifle because Devil's Ruin is a is a is a is a, is a energy right. Yes. So put on your best primary exactly. auto rifle so you never have to load right. Um. And then as far as classes go, um, there are mixed feelings. I've been watching a lot of Grenader Jake, and there's a lot of mixed feelings when it comes to Strand in PvP. When you suspend somebody, they're only suspended for like a half a second, and they have their re regular movement 
regarding like being able to aim and shoot you even though they're suspended they don't get slow that none of that happens that doesn't mess with their aim they're just a little higher and they're still shooting you right so um there's that so probably just going with what you know as far as pvp goes you know because strand from what i understand unless you're a hunter flying around the map you're you're not much more for the wear now warlocks with all their five thousand trillion freaking threadlings, yeah, yeah, they're they're a menace, okay. With but, John Wicks, yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> um, but as far as like Titans go, just go with what you know. I think, you know, well, people well, are talking a lot about Arc Titans still being very strong inside PvP. So I guess if you're an Arc Titan, roll with it. You know, I would uh, if I if you want to go in just to, as a bit of fun, try the Breakneck Auto Rifle. Now, I know you might have to pull it back out of your collections. I was going to say, that's old, right? Yeah, it's an old one because it is. It's, but you can still use it in Iron Banner. That's the greatest thing about them taking away the level advantage in Iron Banner is that you can pull out all these old weapons that you you, you couldn't use in Iron Banner and you, you can't use in Trolls, but you can use the Breakneck. Now, the Breakneck had a very unique perk, which was called Onslaught. So yep. this weapon's rate of fire increases as you stack Rampage. And guess what? It has rampage so you stack the rampage and the onslaught stacks up and it fires faster and does more damage every time i mean it's no it does less damage the fire but... goes the faster it goes yeah but it, the it dps seems... goes up but the damage goes down it seems to the wielder that you kill a lot faster and using yes. that is 450 it's a really good auto rifle because 450s have been touched and touched and touched and i was using it last season and doing some really good work in pvp you know uh, why right you know why it's good again? Because Bungie made it good again. No, because the changes Bungie made to... Um, That's what I just said. To, no, because the overall perk, Rampage, has been changed. So that now Rampage is always Rampage with Rampage back. Yeah, yeah, no, I know that. But they, yeah, they touched the, the 450s. So also another one, which is 450, is the Braytech Werewolf. So if you have that in your collection, that is a good one to look out for. I've got one with high caliber rounds, dynamic sway, and tap the trigger. So that was a good one with stability masterwork. Um, I liked using that one. But if if you want to go for a faster firing one, the Guiding Star, which, you, again, you can pull that one out of collections. That one has moving target and high caliber rounds. Those two like perks have actually also been, or moving target's kind of been changed so many times and it actually works really well now because you know it increases your movement speed and target acquisition whilst aiming down sights and it's a very good pvp perk um so i like using some of the faster firing ones or even what's the uh the crate uh auto rifle 720 rapid fire frame the vice ones you can get some really good rolls on that with ricochet overflow vorpal you know i know they've kind of just toned down the vice stinger perk which is when you was it the when you reload um it increases the yeah it increases your reload speed doesn't it as it empties the mag and i think they toned that down slightly because it was one of those things that was being it bubbled to the top a lot quicker on certain weapons so they kind of nerfed it across the board mm -hmm. but it's still a really good thing to have on a rapid fire frame while we're on that subject just so yes. you know Vice Stinger is still really good on multi-hit weapons. Like the three-round burst linear fusion rifles, it's still an incredibly sought-after perk. Yeah, yeah. Just, I'm, so I'm you just know. that they they were the ones, you know, Bungie were the ones that said, "Oh, we're going to kind of tone this down because it's it's doing it's doing what it was meant to do, but we don't want it to do over the top kind of things." 
So but yeah, more than it was meant to do. Mm. So yeah, I mean, you've got you've got plenty of options there. To I'm I'm guessing that the new sidearm is an energy one, is it, or is it a primary? Well, what are you talking about? The, the final warning strand one is a primary. Oh, it's primary, go. yeah. Okay, then. So then, if we're moving on to, the, then you've got gnawing hunger as an option. Your 600 RPM in your secondary slot. If you're going with your auto rifles, you also have the shadow price, which is a 450, which you could get some good rolls from doing the uh, nightfalls. And then, oh, actually, what am I talking about? Your summoner. You love your summoner. The 600 RPM solar auto rifle. Summoner's a good choice. Also, uh, see every Destiny Fun Plays video for good come to pass or sweet sorrow rolls. Yeah, yeah. Because you can craft both I, I, of those. I thought, you, I thought you hated reloading. I thought you would go with your void with overflow. Well, I mean, it, it depends if the overflow hits hard enough. I can overflow, but if I'm still dead at the end of the encounter, it doesn't really matter when I'm too tapped with a hand cannon. Okay. So sometimes you have to, you know, sometimes you have to play the game. And I'm going to mix things up is... this week. <laughs> Because we're talking about weapons and things, I'm going to mix things up. And you've mentioned Destiny Fun Place. Now, I know this was something that Aztacross brought up way back when, when we were speculating about Strand and what exotics could work with Strand. Now, Destiny Fun Place did, did what other people were going to do. He took the Kepri's Horn, which is the Titan exotic that sends mm -hmm. out that wave of fire. And, and then it comes back to you once you put out your barricade. He used that on a Strand subclass. And guess what? pairs amazingly so you tangle somebody up and they get burnt by the fire and then they get burnt again as it comes back so it does both yeah having what? having bungie's greatest coup was making the ugliest helmet in this game something <laughs> worth using that i think they should be given credit for if nothing else <laughs> well you guys told me last time when we were talking about exotics how nobody uses that and now you're saying that bungie did a great well, job because there was no reason to before, like just having that as your exotic for solar. Like, why would you ever choose that? But but now that I can get bonus solar on top of strand, yeah, then it's then it's a delicious you know topping on top of my pizza, and not just a day old pizza that has anchovies and garlic or something. I, don't know. Mm. I mean, respawn. I will put it to you: if you sure. saw a Titan put up their barricade and they put out of a flame wave along the floor, what would you do? I'd be terrified. No, but you'd jump over it. You just jump I mean, straight up, wouldn't you? And, and ideally, but exactly. Sometimes those hitboxes are wonky. Okay, but right? then you can jump to the side. It's just one single line. Now, yeah. if a Titan with Strand puts up the Strand barricade, you are tangled literally immediately. I mean, because that hitbox is quite wide, so you're tangled, and then you have this fire going underneath you, and then coming back to the barricade again. And the thing that I completely forgot about it until he pointed out in his video was that solar damage kills recharge your barricade, which unleashes a barrel of solar energy. So if you pair that with the solar weapon like your summoner, you put it on your strand subclass with your sidearm, you're going to be tangling people up. You're going to be Kepri stinging people or Kepri horning people. And it's going to be a really good one in PvP next week, especially with Iron Banner. And it's one that I think I'm going to try and use next week as well. Yeah, that's one. I was listening to uh, Danfinity's Destiny Digest podcast when he had Matt Goes Buck on, who's been doing a bunch of... He, he's been on a PvP journey of basically you know, trying to become a 1.0 KD PvP or Matt Goes Buck. Matt Goes Buck is his name. Matt Goes Buck. Blah, if I can say it properly. Yeah. And he was talking about, you know, he, he also just done, does a ton of builds. And, you know, that's sort of his his primary thing is he'll, he'll throw out build, build videos and also talked about, you know, the Kepri string, Kepri's sting synergy. 
the same way it was trained. And I was like, oh, Night Demon told me about that. And other people have told me about that. So must be, you know, not a bug. It's it working as intended. At least yeah. until Bungie says, no, no, you've had too much fun with that. So if you imagine specking into this with like 100 resilience and having your summoner on, which when you get solar kills with it. So once you've tangled somebody up and they don't die to the, like, the fire that goes underneath them, you shoot them with your summoner and they're done, that recharges your barricade even quicker. Imagine the repetition of this. I think this might kind of get nerfed if it is overused, but it may be one that Bungie... Well, look, look at the glaive thing. That was, that was nerfed really fast. Hmm. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm incredibly jealous because Titans got to do that and I didn't, so ha ha ha. But but still, I mean... We they, didn't get a chance to use it, it's fine. So you're not ha 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 in us. We didn't get a what? Parody and I didn't get a chance to use that build. Yeah, well... Astrogos did. And, yeah, and I saw his video where he was like, I'm not really <laughs> upset that I've got 20 glaive builds and everything set up with this. Like, oh dear, right. somebody's a upset with that oh dude he was very upset did you see at the very end he takes a screenshot of himself puts it on the screen he goes you see this bungee this is happiness this is what you took away from people <laughs> and what Don't made me laugh me. this week i was listening to the last word podcast because uh, we're talking about podcasts and sure. they suddenly started going down the same track that you normally go mm -hmm. down respawn about the fact that bungee seemed to decide that they're going to nerf the fun builds and they are hun yeah. and hunters always get the nerfs and now i mean they did say that the titans have also started to now get the nerfs but mm -hmm. warlocks don't seem to be the ones that get the nerfs at all because they're all a bunch of warlock mains i think it's <laughs> yeah warlocks well see because because <clears throat> warlocks as we said before warlocks are either super overpowered or so weak they're not worth playing warlocks right. are either feast or famine they, they, they don't get they don't get one build nerf. They get their entire subclass nerfed. They get the <laughs> they get the. There's no reason to play three quarters of this character because it's just not strong enough. But one of the so, strongest things in the game right now, in the game, out of all the classes, is those necrotic grips on the freaking warlock. Because with a glaive, any glaive, even your heavy glaive. So your heavy glaive, your energy glaive, and then um, you could choose the one with osteostriga. You can use that with any subclass, and it's going to wipe out entire groups of ads so easily. Even in in-game content, I was watching in-game content, and this warlock was just deleting groups of ads in like a grand, not a grandmaster, but the the master nightfall. I was like, gosh, damn, dude, that is just, you know. And, and here I am rocking, rocking, huh? Say that. Yeah, so the warlocks have one build they can run. No, no, that build goes on any subclass up here. You don't understand. Strand, yes. Solar, yes. Freaking void bomb, yes. It doesn't matter what they use. They just need that gauntlet and the freaking submachine gun and a glaive, and they're good, dude. They're they're so good, and you, they could use it with anything. That's what makes them so broken. They're not limited to a subclass, you know. It's it's yeah, crazy. But they're so limited to you know it. it Things like that made me think back to to you know Destiny One of must have Galahorn. It's like oh must have necrotic grip. Oh we don't have that, then don't bother. Well, you also have the vampire one where melees heal them. So if you don't want necrotic grip, go with the melees so that you just stay alive all the time, right? So they have two options that use the the freaking melee with the glaives, right? So I mean, warlocks are sitting pretty right now, and the fact that they have something that's so strong in the game and hasn't been touched is a little weird. I don't want them to touch it. Don't get me wrong; I like the fact that it's here, but it is weird that Bungie hasn't addressed it, and it's been here for since we had glaives, dude. This this has been working since we got glaives. 
Yeah, but still, I, I think I think if you use the keyword glaive now again, unless it's like super OP like the synthesep glaive build was, because it's a glaive, it's it's going to limit the number of places you can use it and wreck the rest of the content. See, with. I don't think I I'm a glaive connoisseur, just like I was a bow connoisseur. Y'all didn't believe me. People keep talking smack about the glaives, but the glaives are way way better than people give them credit for. I'm telling right. you, you right? Right, but a glaive not anywhere. But not that many. Pe- yeah, but that's the thing. It's not like. Everybody is running ran to the day for one raid with six glaives equipped. It's not like it's the thing you're seeing used everywhere. I'm not saying it's not good. I'm saying it's not something 80% of the community is doing. You know, you know it, it, it's, it's not like they've, well, yeah, right. Well, absolutely. well, they could. That, they, they could have done it with every single build anyone No, what mentioned. I'm saying is they could viably do it without, it, without memeing. <laughs> right. No, no, yeah. Right, right, right. Well, that's what I'm saying. But it is not the dominant thing. It's not, it is not the meta. It, it is not the thing that everyone is doing. Yes, it is good. It is not, you're not seeing every single person doing this. Like you but were I mean, with, you know, 600 RPM hand cannons or, I mean, 600 RPM auto rifles back when that meta, you know, with the. I, I think it's because they just got educated, honestly. Honestly, because like, I don't know. I don't know about Titans. I can't, I can't say for Titans because your Synthoseps was a really strong build. And even though it still works with Synthoseps, but to a lesser degree, you still get extra damage with glaives, right? So that's all I know about Titans. But with Hunters, I know I, I know two glaives give us infinite um Why are you running overshields. two glaives? What's wrong with you? Well, no, because, I'll tell you why. Because they give you <laughs> infinite overshields. They give you infinite of uh, the, the, the healing on kill. What the hell is that called? Um, come on, help me out here. When when you kill something, you heal immediately. You're the one using the glaive. You tell me why it's good. It's not, it's <laughs> tell not, me. No, this tell isn't me a glaive it. thing. This is this is an ability thing. You're uh, the hunter. You tell me why it's good. <laughs> when when you consume a grenade, you get it when you consume a grenade. Devour. Thank you. Yes. So you get permanent devour, permanent overshield, right? So that's really good survivability, right? You get really good damage, right? It's offensive because you can shoot the glaive or you can just straight up melee somebody with them to keep both your overshield and your 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 healing going on. And on top of that, you can pop a shield anytime you want to reduce incoming damage from the front, dude. They're incredibly strong. And yes, I take one into the raid all the time. People make fun of me. You made fun of me last week. Watch no one respawn take a glaive into the raid. Yeah, watch me. It's strong, dude. You know, on, on a Void Hunter, it's incredibly strong. On any Warlock, it's strong. On a Titan with Synthoseps, it's strong. But people just don't know about it. They, they they think the Glaive is just, you know, a less powerful sword, and they could not be more wrong, you know? I, di- I didn't mock you. I took a, a Glaive when I did the day one of King's Fall, and the Totems part, I was wrecking. I, I killed the Witch, I killed the, the Knight that dropped the Brand, I was doing amazing, and people were actually asking me what I was rocking. I was like, "Exactly, I've got a glaive, you know." Because people underestimate the hell out of it, dude, and it, it hurts me to see this. <laughs> They're so good, man. You just need to know how to use it. You need to know how to pair it and pair it with something, and then it's so strong. Void hunters, there you go. Any warlock, there you go. Titans with synthoseps, synthoseps, there you go. And the glaive is the strongest thing you can have. And now that you can have two glaives, a heavy and a freaking special, it's even better, dude. It's it's whatever, man. Whatever. I I I fought a losing battle with bows, and now everybody uses bows. Eventually, everybody's gonna I love use bows it. as well. 
you do because you you have to deal with me and you hear me rant all the time but I'm other people good. don't believe me <laughs> now something that cool guy wants you all to do is go and mm. check your vaults because zen moment is now an s tier perk because Unji yes. have tweaked it to i would say perfection and he he does a lot of testing and shows you you know what it was like with beforehand and what it is like now and mm -hmm. i believe he was using a horror's least uh pulse rifle that's the rapid fire frame pulse rifle with zen moment and one without and the one with was not getting flinched at all and i mean mm -hmm. i mean he shows you kind of how he what other kind of perks he has on him but the zen moment is but it's not it's not just that though is it well so the zen moment now has anti-flinching yes but what makes the moment incredibly powerful is in the past as soon as you miss the target zen moment would start over and you'd have to ramp up again to the whole, yeah. whole stability thing but now once you once you're off target you hang on to zen moment for approximately a second so yeah. as long as you get back on target you maintain all that stability and all that good stuff exactly. and now it has unflinching on top of that so mm -hmm. it's a beast and it stacks five times, so additional hits refresh the duration. Times. Yep. You know, hand cannon scout rifles is two, pulse rifle sidearms is one point five, and other weapons are one. But yeah. ju just go and check your vaults. I mean, I have found a tasty, tasty messenger that I've got in my vault that has got mm -hmm. headseeker, which has also been buffed in the last season, Zen Moment, and Ricochet Rounds with a range masterwork. I I mean, I was using it last season before kind of Zen Moment had its, you know, refresh. And I can't wait to use this now. Um, I've got a really old hard truce, which is a submachine gun, a primary submachine gun, which has also got tap the trigger, Zen Moment, ricochet rounds. It's got 16 stability and 67 range for a submachine gun. Now, when I've used it before, there was hardly any kind of movement on the stability. And I can't wait to use it now with Zen Moment and tap the trigger as well. So I'm looking forward to those ones. So just go and check your vaults and find out. And I'll link the uh, any of the videos that we kind of talk about or the podcast, we will link in our show notes as well. So, And you can actually craft a really good auto rifle because it's really good on auto rifles. The Perpetualis, the strand one you get from the helm. Yeah. Like I have one that rolls with Zen Moment and Target Lock, and it's kind of a monster. Yeah, you can also get it on the Syncopation 53, which is a primary pulse rifle, the Stasis one. That also can roll with Zen Moment. And I've got one, again, Ricochet Rounds, Zen Moment, and Headseeker, or Enhance, mm -hmm. enhance Zen Moment. Oh, nice. Enhancement. Can't you get it on the, the submachine gun, the Season submachine gun too? Probably. Because and I, is it good on a submachine gun? Does the submachine gun have enough bullets to really take advantage of Zen Moment? Yeah, you can always put backup mag on there and, and really take advantage you of it. You get an extra two <laughs> rounds? <laughs> like a mag, a vice stinger. You, you can do something good with it. Yeah. I guess. I mean, I guess if if you have fast enough reload speed, you could reload it before the Zen moment goes away, maybe? Yeah, I, I mean, if you've right. got, like, the Titan Pants, the Peacekeepers, where you're swapping That's out right. yes. submachine gun for submachine gun and just keep swapping out the submachine guns, <laughs> that also... I think that adds stability, doesn't it? It adds the quickness. Yeah, it gives you inherent perks, inherent handling and stability, I believe. Let me just check before I kind of go down the road of telling you what it does. So it reloads your stowed submachine guns and allows you to ready them instantly, improves your handling with submachine guns and your movement whilst wielding one. Provides a moderate benefit to airborne effectiveness stat of submachine guns. 
Whilst holding the SMG grants 50 mobility, reduces ADS movement penalty to 9% from 25, increases speed, sprint speed by 6.25, and increases the slide distance by 33%. So, yeah, that's a good one to have if you can get those exotic pants for the Titans. Slide speed, that seems a little weird. I get, well, no, you, well, you I guess they get into CQC range, I guess. I guess so. Now, I don't know if you've seen this video this week. Marshix put out a video of the perfect stats are now possible. Now, this is 100% in every stat distribution. Have you seen this? I one? have seen that, yes. I have not. That's it's, filthy. It's, You're not, it's, and yeah, you get you get 100% by getting 70%. Eh? Yeah. Eh? Eh? Yeah. I've just lost Wait. everybody. <laughs> well, the way he set it up is that he's got I mean, he shows you on his warlock. He's got perfect stats, uh, uh, seventy in every kind of uh, like all his uh, armor. In all his stats, yeah. In all his stats, and then what he does is use some of the armor mods uh, that are available this season to put on his armor, and with that, and picking up orbs in game. So it's mainly a PVE kind of builds, I guess that he, he can get 100 stats in every department. So that's mobility, resilience, recovery, grenade, strength, and super. And it has to do with how, how the mods work. So every piece of armor is going to have at least one stat. So you have the mobility stat on the legs, uh, I think grenade on the arms for strength, whatever. Each piece of armor has one of these stats on it. And what happens is when you pick up an orb of power, and I did not know this until his video. These orbs of power, if you have one of those mods on, give you 30 of that stat for the duration of the time that you have the the orb on, right? Yeah, and you can extend those as well. You can. So, yeah, man, it's it's and each one of those like is what? 10 seconds for one, 20 seconds for two, etc., right? Yeah. So, yeah, you you get an extra 30. So, it's 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 nuts, man. So even if you have like like me, I, I'm I don't have all of them. I only have four. So I have all one hundred except intellect, right? And you notice it. Like you put everything at seventy and you put those mods on, you pick up an orb. It's it's disgusting, dude. Like I see my my mobility is at a hundred and just just I, I never do that. So that's game changing. The fact that every one of those gives you a thirty stack. Like what? But yeah, check it out, guys. 70 is the new 100 for PvE, anyway. <laughs> now, you know, last season, everybody was raving about the iCast SMG version 1.03. Mm-hmm. Now, this season, everybody's raving about the Immortal, which is the new submachine gun you can get in trial. Brand, right? Which is why everybody is in trials this weekend, farming. Oh, I think it is the drop that you get at the end of the uh, Flawless Chest, or you can as I, I didn't realize, and this was from the last word, if you get seven wins on your passage card, you can turn that passage card in for an adept weapon of that week. Without being flawless? Without being flawless. You just need seven wins, that's all. Just seven wins. Just seven wins. And I I must have missed that memo somewhere, or we, we did go over it, but because it's something I'm not kind of doing every weekend... It's something I I wasn't fully aware of, so I'm letting you guys know and you know. 
Yeah, that's 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 news I can use because I know, I know they'd I'd seen some people saying like, hey, Bungie, you told us there were going to be trials changes. Where are you know where is the details on the trials changes? That that seems like one you might want to mention there, Bungie. Want to get those player numbers up? Uh, say hey, go hit your head against the wall and either bring a team or just luck into getting seven wins eventually. And uh, yeah, you can get a. We we got to bring a team because the this the the single player thing is not active right now. From what no, I understand, no, but we, well, it it's it's not it going is. to be active. They've removed it because they've changed it to the fire team matchmaking. So don't wait for it because it's not going to. Why was this fire team? And two, you can still go in solo. Yeah, yeah, you'll do better if you bring a team. But if you don't have a team, go in and you know hope for the best. Yeah, see if you can get your seven wins and trade that card in for an adept weapon of that week. So you've got a good reason to go and play this week because Fallout Plays tells you that he did a video like a couple of days before trials dropped, going over the stats of this weapon, and it literally matches the Iconos SMG, like stat for stat. But it's better slightly better in every kind of stat apart from one and i'll link his video in the show notes if you're not already in trials this weekend i mean you can always when it comes back up go for it again but yeah and and even if you're saying yeah but i'm never going to get seven wins no matter how hard i try it is also on the the trials reward track at rank 10 so basically if you just go play enough trials yeah we don't give the adept one on the reward track no that's correct but but i'm saying you will get a roll of the immortal that is a, it looks like a static roll with perpetual motion focus fury with an alacrity one quiet moment or field tested, which is field tested a new perk. Defeating targets yes, dealing damage with the weapon gradually increases range stability, handling, and reload speed. Mm-hmm. And if it was a sword, it would do different things, but this is a submachine gun, not a sword. And it comes with a stability masterwork and has a recoil direction of 100. So if you're like, hey, I'm never going to get my seven wins, you can just go play trials, you know. You know, jump with some buddies, have some fun, complete some bounties, or go in solo and say, eventually I'll get enough points to earn engrams and get to rank 10. It will give you a, yeah, non-adept, but you will get a version of the Immortal SMG, which is not a bad role. Also, the the other thing to t- let people know is that, I know you just said it's a static role, but I vaguely remember that that role will change every week that Trials is there, or even every week that Saints refreshed on the Tuesday. So if you don't like the role that he has this current week, you can leave it there. You don't have to pick it up if you actually get to that 10th kind of node to unlock. You can leave it there for next week. If you don't like next week's one, you can leave it. You can leave it until you find the role that you want to pick up or you've got enough engrams to turn into then buy as many as you like. But you can leave those there as long as you want. And I think it works the same with Iron Banner as well. And I vaguely remember this, that if you don't pick up those weapons, the next time Iron Banner comes around, there's a different role. And it's. I think when he had the shotgun, I was like, "Oh, okay. the The shotgun is th- it was this, and now he's back this week, and it's a completely different role." And I was like, "Oh, okay. I'll get this role." So it's something I, I don't see a lot of people talking about is just to remind you that if you want to leave it there, try and you know see what it's like next week. It may be an amazing role because they do change. And and yeah, if you go and if you go visit Saint Fourteen, go into his focus decoding. It does say. For the immortal adept role, you know, Trials Engram, Glimmer, Legendary Shards, and any seven win passage. So, fair enough. That's excellent. And also, the the other weapon on the track that, you know, again, for this week with the role is the Astral Horizon Shotgun at rank 16, which might be a little hard to get to in a week if you aren't already playing Trials. But the role it has this week at least is Slide Shot and One Two Punch. Ooh. Which seems like good times. Mm. I think that kind of rewards people for going in and playing that first week like if you can get to this you're going to get this sweet role 
Yeah, definitely. And and I mean, and again, it's something that's as you play, you know, pick up your bounties or earn your engrams. You can go eventually, you know, focus them later in the season, or if nothing else, when the inevitable, hey, go play trials and we'll give you a weapon drops. You know, you've got more engrams you can throw things at. And Shire's Wrath is back on the pool if you are looking for an SMG and maybe the Immortal isn't quite your thing. There's lots of good options. And something I wanted to mention that we're, we're we've got we've strayed a little far from it, but when Nightteam was saying, you know, the Summoner is a really good auto rifle choice for Solar, uh, the Emmet Emmet AR2 from season before last, the craftable one is also a Solar auto rifle, which you know you can put some really nice perks on. So if you're going, I don't have a Summoner. What's a Summoner? I wasn't around when Summoner was in a loop pool. The Emmet AR is a good choice too. You could play with for your uh, Solar auto rifle choices. Yeah, I don't believe it's back in Saint-14's loophole just yet, the Summoner, is it? No, it's not. Oh, one day. One day. One day. One day we will have all the weapons available. So, shall we move into this week at Bungie for the 16th of March, 2023? Yeah. I okay. suppose we should. It seems like a thing to do. We should. So, this week, we are going to be focusing on the World's First Race winners the Art of Lightfall Development Insight video, the update to Commendations and Guardian Ranks. That's an update to them. Have you played the new exotic quest? Question mark. Did you know? Absolutely. Trials of Osiris returns this weekend. Iron Banner returns this coming Tuesday. And there's updates from the Destiny Player Support team, or as we like to refer to him, parody, and Movies and Art of the Week. But there's something I want to kind of just talk with you guys and, and the listeners as we're here is there was a little bit of controversy in the Destiny community this week. And I know a lot of other podcasts and no. YouTubers were talking about this. And I believe it was started by... Our community? <laughs> I believe it was Scarrow and Datto that were commenting on the fact that the uh, contest mode was too easy for the raid. Now, our loving little hunter over there did the contest mode day one and day yep. two. Did, I mean... You're not like a hardcore kind of PVE player as such as, you know, day one raiding. Con- you do try it, but you're not kind of, I don't know the words. Um, the- uh, I, I am a hardcore PVP. The problem is, is I don't have a team anymore. <laughs> <laughs> if oh, I had a team, I, yeah, no, we'd, we'd absolutely be trying to get okay, one. You're, you're not an elitist. Mm, I want to be. You you what you you want to be elitist, okay? Not from lack of not not from lack of desire. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I want to be. I just don't have the resources. Yeah. So when you were playing with your ragtag team, yeah, did you find that it was too easy going because you've played all the day one raids? Did you mm. find this one easier than the last couple? Mechanic wise, yeah, yeah. Mechanically speaking, yeah. Um, everything still being able to one shot you, still the same. <laughs> no change of difficulty there. It's not like they made you more tanky. No, in fact, like, like I, I would say that it was actually even a little less tanky because even with high resilience, which we never had before, and then I had uh, mods on top of that to get to give me overshields and even more tankiness. And I remember I was getting so peeved because I had an overshield, I had devour, and I had my glaive shield popped, and I got one shot. I was furious. I was like, ain't no way. Ain't no freaking way, you know? <laughs> and it wasn't even by, like, a boss. A boss, I get, right? No, 
It was some freaking yellow bar scrub with a shotgun. Just like, oh, what's this, guys? Oh, I'm going to kill this. I don't know why I did that voice. But, um, yeah, I just, 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 just get absolutely obliterated by a stupid freaking yellow bar without even, like, his main weapon. It's just like a secondary weapon just erasing us through all of that defense I just mentioned. So, yeah, I would say from that aspect, yeah, it's still just as difficult, you know, uh, like that but mechanically speaking once you got it down it was easier uh with the exception of the last part because the last part of the raid um you have to be perfect and i don't mean close is good enough i mean perfect because the second you screw up or if any runner dies you wipe you yeah. you cannot do it at that point because it's so fast-paced uh so, so yeah do you think that the reason why people were saying it was easy on contest mode is because they've run so many raids over the, you know, over the years and they've got used to the way that Bungie build these raids and which is why it was completed within two and a half hours rather than like the four, six, 24 plus hours that we've had in previous kind of mm -hmm. raid iterations. I think it is, especially like if you're experienced, you know that Bungie teaches you all the raid mechanics before you do the raid. Right, yeah. so every part of this raid is teaching you something that you're gonna need to know for what's coming up next. Right, the hardest part of any raid is figuring out that first thing they want you to know. You know, but once you got that, you just build from there, and it's literally that easy. So this one, if they're talking about mechanics, then it's only gonna get worse from here because people, especially people that have done this for a while know how to, quotes, read Bungie's agenda yeah. and know that, oh, okay, well, this is they're teaching us how to do this. So that means in the next encounter, we're going to build on this. Okay, now we add this to it. Gotcha. So next encounter, we're going to have these two things. What's going to be the third? Okay, that's the thing. Now these are going to move. Got it, right? So, yeah, that, that's that's all they do is they, they build and build and build. And once you know the formula, then you know the formula. You know, you can bake the cake and... You know, you don't need the chef anymore. So comparing it to the Deepstone Crypt, which was kind of built as a introduction to raiding for Destiny players, wasn't it? It was kind of the one that you go into to learn how Bungie do raids. As as a lot of kind of Sherpas have said, you know, we'll do Deepstone Crypt first because mm -hmm. it's a good one to kind of learn to do the other raids. How does it stack sure. up against the Deepstone Crypt for kind of learning for new players? Uh, I'd say it was easier than Deepstone Crypt, learning wise. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, because I mean... Deepstone Crypt had a lot of mechanics that you only use the one time, like Atrix disappearing, right? Or multiplying, I should say. That doesn't happen anywhere else on the raid. That's that one encounter. You know, we yeah. have to we have to find him and this and that and the other. You know, so that was a little more difficult. Atrix was the hardest part of Deepstone Crypt. You know, and I think that alone is why Deepstone Crypt is harder. You remove Atrix, I'd say they're pretty similar, honestly. Yeah. Atrix is what makes Deepstone Crypt hard. So, yeah, that's my opinion for that. You, you remove that, they're pretty, pretty equal. Yeah. So, so the learning, the learning what to do wasn't the hard part. It was the executing on that was the hard part. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Executing was difficult, especially in the last part. Okay. So, if, I mean, just I'm just throwing it out there that if this, if Datto and Scarrow were right to say that, you know, that this is, it was too easy as a contest mode, then I don't understand how come Datto came in the position that he came in. <laughs> and 
I don't understand how come the team that have won the last three Worlds Firsts didn't come in like well under time of everybody else. This is what I don't understand. (laughs) If if contest mode is that easy for these experienced Destiny elitist players that have played all these raids and they have raced to their heart's content, I mean, I think Datto was third in the world, wasn't he, for Last Wish? He came in just just over the 24 hours. I I don't understand the elitist part of it. And there was a conversation that went on in our Discord, a little bit, a little bit of a heated dis, you know, discussion that went on there, regarding like somebody saying that it was easy, and somebody else saying, you know, that's an elitist comment, and and it went down a, a road of, you know, they did talk it out, but it was like I couldn't understand not having played it, which is why I wanted to kind of question you of, you know, stacking it up against other raids and things. And, I mean, do you see this as a good thing for Bungie? Because they had the most engagement on Twitch. The I do. Players I, I, yes, I do. Raid. I do, because even if the elitist... The elitist is a small percentage, right? Yeah. If you want people playing your game, Bungie, you don't want to cater to the elitist, right? You want to cater to the everyday guys, you know? You want you want someone like Perry to do things like, you know what? I got 45 minutes. Let's do a raid, you know? And that encourages him to get in there and get... The, get you're well, not encouraged, not but you know, incentivizes Maybe three him to hours. get in there and 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 get you know take a shot at the raid because it's it's not as complicated as the others and Lord forbid it, it doesn't even take as long you know so I absolutely think that this is good because I enjoy going in with some of my friends knocking out two or three raids in a couple of hours and then moving on to other stuff you know I don't yeah. want to spend a day on a raid you know. Especially when you got to teach new people how to do it, when you got a Sherpa. No, that's not fun. Not for me, anyway. Other people might like the experience of teaching people and it taking them all day. I don't. I want to get it done. I want to get my loot and get on to the next loot. You know what I mean? But do you not find that that Destiny needs some of those raids like The Last Wish to be in there? Those those long, complicated ones that, that take a while for like the teamwork synergy to, to work out the puzzles. As you could, as a, but, as but not could. all of them are going to be created equal. No, you know, you're going to have some variety. You know, I mean, one of the best raids, in my opinion, ever was the oh, the one with the sparrow with the sun's chasing your ass. What was that called? <laughs> the one with the fallen live now. The one with the fallen live now. Yeah, that, I, I can never remember that one, man. But um, that one right there, like it wasn't very long at all. And I'd say probably one of the more difficult parts was was that sparrow where that sun is chasing you and you have to run away from the sun while hitting buttons. And, and then the at sun, the end, you got to yeah, jump yeah. off the sparrow, huh? Yeah, the servitor, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then you got to jump off the sparrow and climb up. And, and just by the skin of your butt hair, you made it to the end, right? So that was fun. That was an incredibly fun raid. Everybody loved it. And it wasn't complicated. You know, you can have a good raid that isn't long or complicated. And I think that I think that's a better formula than having long form it takes nine hours to do a raid kind of thing. You know, I don't like that. Last wish was okay. You know, I just did a last wish now with our power creep and we went to the, we went through the last wish in thirty minutes. You know? 
yeah front front end yeah, yeah. But i understand why you want a kind of day one experience to be kind of lasting and people to really try and i don't think that they gave the contest mode for 48 hours because they thought that it was going to be a long complicated raid i think that they gave the contest mode for the 48 hours to give more people a chance to try the contest mode to see if they awesome. can do yeah. it sure. i don't think it was set up like that if the last wish was the last wish and they'd seen ahead of time they've gone right we're going to have to give them 48 hours to kind of complete this because we know that this is going to be that hard no i, th I think bunch was letting joe schmo get a chance of getting you know an emblem or a jacket or whatever yeah. i think you're right yeah they, they were just being more inclusive that's fine i mean parody do you have any views on this i think you need both i think you need the super hard technically challenging you know there's a lot to learn a lot of puzzles a lot of pieces to figure out for people one who want that level of challenge Mm -hmm. And and I think you need you know sort of you know baby's first raid like you know the intro to you, I've never <laughs> raided before you know I I don't I, you know I I've heard the horror stories of this took you know teams twenty hours to get through no mm -hmm. like, like give me a raid that's you know like a harder dungeon you know I mean I'm like like Crota's end I mean D one Crota is the raid you started with if you wanted a you know I can I can literally just stand here and dance and get drugged through the whole thing you know I'm not saying they should necessarily need to be that easy but there needs to be some sort of intro to the raiding experience. That is not, I'm going to suffer him a head against the wall and, you know, must have Gallowhorn and must be able to do these 16 mechanics I've never seen before. You right. know, it, there needs to be some level of, you know, all six players should be, should need to be involved in some degree, but there also needs to be a little bit of, hey, you can actually sherpa people through without having them be experts. Like to respond point, you have to have every single pe you know, person be, you know, d do the thing they're trying to do flawlessly to get through it. There needs to be a little of both. You mm -hmm. can't have all one or all the other because then, you, you know, you're going to lose one end of the player base. If it's all too yeah. hard, no one's rating except for the tryhards who are doing it every week or who, who are not tryhards, but, you know, who are dedicated and, and you know, the, the elitist raid gods going, oh, I've, I've done this 16 times this week and it's super easy for me and nobody else wants to set foot. It's just like trials. You know, then you have that experience of, of raids are way up here and you, the mere mortal, could never step into them. But also you don't want them to be, you know, like you know, I mean, Crota or, you know, super, you know, like a super easy dungeon where you can just sort of show up and dance in a circle and get raid loot out of it. Cause then it's like, Oh, and then it's too easy. Why, why bother running it? Well, you know, there needs to be have... some sliding scale of challenge there. What they could do. And I think this will make both parties happy is, you know, how they have the, the challenges for the raids, right? Mm -hmm. Well, what what a challenge is is you're taking an existing mechanic and you're making that mechanic more difficult to do whether only one person can have a buff for that entire round or whatever right so uh, i think you can have the easy mode and then like you have the higher tier mode which all the challenges are enabled and if you don't do a challenge you wipe that'll give the difficulty level for the for the elitists while still allowing other people to just go and do a raid you know on normal mode and still get gear you know the, the the hard well, mode raiders where you get like the I mean, weapons you, and whatnot. You say that, you know? but they, they do have the challenge modes coming soon. And then they also have the master modes. But the challenge modes modes are like contest mode. It's just everybody's hits harder and has more HP. I'm not remember... talking about that. I'm talking about like adding the mechanics to make things more difficult okay. in addition to making the enemy stronger. So you're you're right? saying going back to how they did the raids in Destiny One, where they they started off with the hardest scale and they scaled it back for the normal version of that raid and then when they introduced the hard mode raids it was the full mechanics of that raid yep do you think that that's what they've done this time because they've listened to the feedback because we do have the master version of these raids coming and that will then show people that you know 
you elitist out there, you think that contest was hard. Contest mm -hmm. was just getting you in the door to show you <laughs> that, you know, you can do this day one, but if you want to master this, this is where you go to prove that you're an elitist. Do you think that, do you think that it's something they're actually doing without actually saying at this point in time? I mean, I have no idea. I have no basis to base that on. Okay. Is it something that you would wish them to be doing? It's like sneak yeah. to not yeah. say anything and then just go, boom, there you go, elitist. Deal yeah, with they're that. all like, oh, well, this is so yeah. easy. I can solo all these bubbles. Yep. What happens if I only give you five seconds to do it? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, right now you have 10 seconds to go from one bubble to the other and one guy can solo it. What if you have five seconds and you have to have two people do it? No, hold on, Bunsy. Wait, back up a little bit. <laughs> but then I think with that, it goes with the reward for doing that. Yes, you can give people an emblem. Yes, you can give them like exotic sparrows, ghosts, whatever. But you can't give them anything that's too like an exotic weapon that is just going to be out there that only those elite players can get. No, and you can give them adept weapons and armor, though, like what they've been doing. Yes, but you need to make that something tangible, something that people want to go in there and repeatedly do. Because once you've done that master version and you've done it on challenge, what is the challenge for those elitist players to keep playing? Adept there needs armor to be and weapons. No, but there needs to be a tangible carrot at the end of that stick to keep those players getting to go back in there or even to Sherpa other lesser skill players into getting up to being, you know, into that master version. I don't understand why you keep saying no. Adept weapons and armor are an important thing, especially now. Adept armor, you get five pieces. That's yeah, 15 yeah, no, no. stat points, bro. But I, I'm saying, right, but yeah, you are looking at from the average player here. I'm yeah, looking at it from the, those elitist players that want that challenge. Yes, they can go in and do that challenge day one, but after that challenge day one, there's uh -huh. nothing that they haven't already got from the game of playing it over and over and over again. They've, If they're that elitist or they're that good at the game, they have played those dungeons to perfection. They have got yeah. the perfect they have all, They have all that stuff. They yeah. have all their god rolls. You know, yeah, there needs to be that carrot at the end of the stick to say, okay, you've done this. 50 times, 100 times, 200 times, what are you going back in for? You know, well, I mean, you know, I have you know, clarity like things that we've said in the past. Like, you can give them, um, you can give them specific shaders, right? Like, here's here's a shader that is only for this, and make them good, Bungie, okay? Not none of this. <laughs> no. Make a good shader. Give somebody a true black. Give somebody a true white. Give somebody a true blue, you know? A true green, an emerald green, a, uh, a candy apple uh, red, whatever. Those, Give those people actual shaders that they're going to use. You know what I mean? And make that the carrot at the end of the stick. We don't have a true black right now. And I'm, when I say true black, I mean it's black on everything. It's not black with vibrant blue. Or the new one we have that's black <laughs> with vibrant orange, right? No. I don't want a vibrant blue for half my chest piece i want to be black i want to hide in the shadows exactly and i want to shade that does that <laughs> you you know that would ruin pvp you'd you'd walk past the shadowed area and out would pop a hunter you can't oh well that's what oh that's well what, that's what you do anyway you're, you're gonna get a shotgun from the guy in the corner no matter what shader he's wearing mm -hmm. true yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why you have a radar what, bro yeah yeah i mean and like and that's always you know, the conversation comes up about around, you know, give us a selectable contest mode. You know, let me go in six months after the raid and say, let me run it as a contest mode. You know, let me give myself that level of difficulty and, and you know, and put something behind it. You know, you know, again, not maybe not the same thing from day one, but saying, you know, let let me give me a reason to go do a contest mode raid 
long after yeah. it's been out with new mechanics and new things and you know with with players power levels and then being you can higher. have like a reset mechanic too like the first reset you get the shader the second reset you get a an em- not an emblem what do we call them for the guns a skin you get a skin for the gun that is very unique to only having gone through the raid uh cycle more than one uh not the cycle uh uh ranking system you have to reset your rank right and start over and then build yeah. it up again and now you have this weapon shader right and you go through again and now you have the shader for like and, and it could be the raid weapons right all the raid weapons get a special skin depending on how many times you've reset that rank so let's say uh the auto rifle being ornaments thank you red killer um Let's say everybody wants the auto rifle, right? The auto rifle is so good in this game. Well, if you want the special uh, ornament for the auto rifle, you have to, let's call it prestige, because I don't have a better word for it. Sorry, Call of Duty. You have to prestige 10 times to get said auto rifle skin. So when when you're walking around with an auto rifle skin that nobody's seen before, that's prestige, right? People underestimate, they're like, it's just an ornament. No, it's not just an ornament. There's prestige behind that. People that know what that is, know what that means and know you're a badass you know what i mean yeah they could do what they do with the nightfalls the gambits with the uh, mementos so you get that specific memento that you can only put on that one weapon and then if you change it then it's gone but you get that from right. doing your prestige like 10 times well it's You'll not if you okay so if you get that weapon to level 30 you always have that shader on that weapon just so you okay, know yeah. okay if you change it before, then yeah, it's gone. I said, I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you here, but you know, it's not like we actually have any decisions in this. But I'm just going, yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, that's what they should do. I mean, I'm off, like, <laughs> and and not and not just limit it for, like I said before, don't just limit it for the raids. Do the same thing for PvP. They're like, we want to get more people engaged. Do a prestige system, dude. You know, don't just do like, oh, you reset your rank now. You have a, a skin for your glaive. Nobody cares about that. You know, I want I want prestige for like for like uh, crucible type stuff. You know, like I have crucible armor that that is very lackluster. Well, what if I prestige every time I prestige, I get a vibrant version of that armor. Maybe maybe it burns on fire when I'm using solar, or maybe it glows purple when I'm using void. You know, your just for armor glows. You know, the fires on your armor glow when you're an iron banner and with your iron banner armor. More whatever, synergies like that, right? The more times you prestige or level it up, the the more ornaments you get for doing a thing. And everybody who plays is going to know, damn, dude, you did a lot of PvP, and you did really well to have all five pieces of your armor with the ornaments on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and Bungie, and to that point, Bungie seems to be going a little bit in reverse of that. Because mm. one thing I enjoy doing every season is, you know, taking my gambit title and adding another number to it so people when they notice that i have now eight resets or eight eight uh things they can go what have you done yourself well you know last season it took me you know it took me a couple you know a couple of like a week or two of playing you know a couple hours here and there getting my wins and doing all this and resetting the gambit rank this season you know what i had to do to add that to that extra extra guild go on 100 glaive kills 100 100 It, it it was it was basically just go it was it was basically go do one of these things, so I was able to go get a hundred glaive kills and that was it. And it was like here you go, that that was really the only challenge you had ahead of you. Didn't have to reset your ring, didn't have to win games or play games. Just like the other pieces of that title are still undone, but it's like oh you've 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 gilded it now that you've done this one thing. I'm like, well that that's silly. 
Was it at least like a hundred like PvP kills, or is it just like a hundred? Hundred glaive kills in Gambit. That's it. Just just get a hundred kills with a glaive in Gambit. That's really? It. That's all it was. And I'm like, just in general. Well, wow. What's yeah? And I'm like, well, what's the point of you know gilding this title if there's you know it's not really? I mean, again, like I do appreciate the me- it being like you know you don't need fifty wins, like you know making it a little bit easier so you're not grinding so hard for it. But now it's like. You know, they pulled a bungee and gone the other direction of, hey, you did a simple thing. You played five games and got this done. Congratulations. Like, what's what's the point of now showing off this thing that used to be a struggle and now I can do in, you know, an afternoon? When I was seeing people, like, you know, again, day one going, um, I've gilded my gambit. <laughs> again, I've given the people that I follow online, like Revenant and folks who, uh, who are gambit mains, kind of. And it's like, not mains, but like you play a lot of gambits. Like, this took me a single day. That seems wrong. Like yeah. there should be a little bit, a little bit of a commitment to do. So it's you know it's uh, so I'm wondering is like is that is that you know and and just like the the glorious title you know for PvP you know they, since they took it out unbroken and now it's glorious you can get I earned some piece of glorious just by playing quick play stuff the other day and I'm like okay I should not be earning glorious things I'm doing nothing glorious here I I don't even, I don't know what the rest of the requirements are but it's like are we you know we have these titles and we can guild them. Are we making that all easier now to do? Which again, you know, you know, again, I mean, it definitely seems like Bungie. I mean, again, Bungie stated goals are we want to get more people into our game. We want to make this easier. We want to make yeah. you know this more accessible to people. So that's clearly the big picture way they're going, which is always going to you know butt up against those of us who want who want the things we care about most to be challenging and to have something from it. And it's like, is that you know that may just not be the direction Bungie's going with it. Going, hey, you're going to do this thing, and if you're really good at it, you know, go Sherpa people through and that's the feeling you get of a job well done, not something from the game for doing this 80 times. And that's another thing you can do, a Sherpa track, right? Same thing for the Sherpa track, different ornaments for a Sherpa track. You know? It's like you've got the guided games, you know, make that, a, make that a useful system and give people rewards for it. I know there was like the the ornament or something they were giving out for it, for doing, you know, X number of Sherpas or something, but mm-hmm. Yeah, it just it's it's part of the game. It's like, yeah, we built it, but then didn't really think about it after that. The thing with the Sherpa thing is that they give them an emblem, and all you'll see once they release that emblem is on the LFGs of you need to have not done this before, and they literally run you through the raid. You it goes in a blur, and then at the end of it, they just dump you, and you're like, oh, okay, I I didn't learn a thing. That's not a Sherpa. A Sherpa would take you through. A lot of people use it as an excuse to kind of get that emblem because they've, they've done like their 10 Sherpas, you know, and I know it's a double-edged sword with Bungie of, you know, we want to give people this to do this, but if people are running it through and kind of abusing it just to get that emblem, it, it doesn't seem fair sometimes. And it turns into the commendation system. Yeah. Where, yeah I mean, you, you say that, thing, you might not have learned it, but you've got to clear, show. you know what I mean? It, it, it still benefits both sides. You know, it doesn't benefit them to the point where now but I know what I'm doing. Surely, okay. It, Surely a Sherpa is there to help show you what to do rather than just rush you through it as quick as possible. So that Ideally, yes. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, you want too. to learn it so that you could then go back through and eventually, you know, help other people that haven't been there and done it and go, right, I know what I'm doing at this point. Let's do it like this because this team showed me like this. That's a good Sherpa. And I've been in so many different raid teams where they've kind of just rushed straight through and you're like, what just happened you know yeah, yeah even even though i've kind of won those races yeah there's just like whoom that's it it's gone 
You know, it's like, are you being shirtlet or are you being carried? I think there's there's a, there's a line there of of hey, carry me through. Let me get my chance at the loot, or let me get the loot and then I'll get out. Versus, let me go enjoy this experience and yeah, and then be able to go run with my own team or teach others or you know whatever my goal may be, or just hey, next time I'll know this a little bit better. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and and I think and again, and there's people who want who want both things. Some people are like, yeah, I just I just want to be drugged through this. You know, take me to the lighthouse. Let me get my loot. Take me, take me through the raid. Let me get my shot. Yeah, at, that's uh, me. The Ryan? Exotic or whatever. <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, again, I mean, I think there's, you know, and just like I mean, this is a massive game. People have both goals, but yeah, it's like there's, yeah, what's that carrot at the end of the stick, and is there yeah. one? That's fair. Um, that's fair. Coming back to the raids again, slightly. That I think we're in agreement that they weren't. You know, this raid wasn't kind of too easy for players to do because otherwise we would have seen those elite players come in like the top one two percent rather than kind of a team that we'd never heard of i think maybe what's upset them more yeah maybe that's why they're upset (laughs) their position was way down low because more people kind of did it quicker Mm -hmm. that's why they're upset it's because you know it was so easy that they weren't the ones uh, yeah you know what yeah you you know what? I'm 100% behind my team on this. They're not upset that it was too easy. They're upset that it was easy enough that they're not the ones who won it. Yep. It was yep. too accessible. It was too accessible. They weren't the elite. They weren't elite you enough. You want you want it to be challenging, but you want it to be that Bungie have always said that they want it there for some, you know, people to aspire to get into and try and do and the more people that, that get into doing the raids and enjoy doing those raids it's going to encourage hopefully encourage those people to play more and more and more which is Agreed. what you kind of want and then when they drop a last wish style raid on you then they're going to be like oh this is a raid and i, th- I think yeah. the thing is that you kind of try and measure raids up against other raids that you can only measure it up against other destiny raids because if you measure it up against like world of warcraft it's a completely different beast, isn't it? I mean, World of Warcraft raids, from what I've heard, are like day events that just kind of go on and on and on. There's so many. Different well, that's what ours. That's what ours could be too, man. You know. But that that's not our game. That's the thing. I think the, the... it's not our game now, but it has been in the past. Like I said <laughs> before, like some raids used to take all freaking day, dude. And that wasn't a fun experience for me. You know, the the best part of those raid days is, oh my god, I'm finally done. That's not that's not pride. That's that's getting it over with. <laughs> you know, I, I'm I just no, no, I don't I don't like the all day events. No, 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 I want to I want I want my loot, dude, my loot. <laughs> I'm a hunter. I need the loot. <laughs> that's all I need. So, yeah, it's um, it is what it is. And I think Bungie did a good job to get more players in there. And unfortunately, you know. They they had to do it on a Friday to get the two days worth of it. I mean, who wants to work at the weekend? Bless them. You know, why should they change it to a Saturday and a Sunday if, you know, just because other people don't want to kind of take that day off? It's always been, hasn't it? It's always been you take that day off. They've, oh, Friday, yeah. Yeah, it's just, unfortunately, that that's the kind of thing. And if you can't take it off, you can't take it off. That's why they gave you the extra day so that you could then do it on the Saturday and still try and get that emblem. I think they've tried to cater so much to all the players. They, they're not going to make anyone happy and everyone happy all at the same time. I agree. Good. So should we move on to the Art of Lightfall? Yes. Do you want to tell us about this one, Parody? Did you watch the video? Because I saw you posted it. 
I watched. I was again. I was watching part of it until we got to Sparkly Callus, and then I got distracted. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, just I, yeah, just another you know, yeah, close to a Deacon approval. Four and a half minutes of uh, yeah, just like the Art of Lightfall, and they're you know talking about hey, we wanted to create uh, our Cloud Striders as you know big giant nine foot tall action figures. And there mm. we go. That's what we got from it. <laughs> I'm a little disappointed that, that the sparkly callus at uh, three minutes and 26 seconds didn't come to fruition, but you know, um, having a, having a callus just, you know, covered in glitter would have been good times. I, I think they, sh- they should have gone that direction, but you know, such is life. There's also a link to the magazine art station. If you want to have a look at some of the actual artwork they put in there as well in, in the tribe, which I'll link as well. It's some really cool cityscapes and concepts that they've kind of got. I think, yeah, the concept arts are truly fun. It's just, it's interesting seeing the various. Oh yeah, and there's there's a sparkly callus uh, concept art from Tobias Kwan. Of yeah, just like him, like drooling gold and just glittered, and you know, not that he isn't bejeweled already, but just bejeweled in a little different <laughs> way. Those tormentors, though, I mean, those that that was an art style, and the tormentors are just. I feel like they they live up to that that level of fear. <laughs> There's I was, I was trying I'm, like, to... I'm like you're fine but the tormentors those those will make you step back and run away <laughs> i was playing with pp pipe and her boyfriend last night and um i went in i went in to help them out and i soloed both of the tormentors on that one mission you know where they put you in the small room with the two tormentors yeah yep. um i lifted them up that. i popped a super i soloed them both and pp's like wow they're just dead it's like, yeah, once you realize their weaknesses, they're not really a threat anymore. You know, when they're in the air with their little feet dangling, they're not going to hurt you. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's just, but but in the beginning, they're terrifying. And when they get close to you, they're still terrifying. And the yellow bar ones that you can't lift into the air and have their little feet dangling, they're still terrifying. You know? And then yeah. the mother of all of them, the Mr. Meat Chicken, even though visually speaking, he's not terrifying. Mechanically, that dude's an SOB, I tell you what. Yeah, it, yeah. like I said, I was running, I was running through uh, the campaign with Not Arf last night, and, and, and we, we got up to the room with the two Tormentors, and it's like, okay, this is, this is, it was getting pretty late his time, so it was like, all right, this is where we should leave it for now, but, you know, got to that point. But yeah, just, just running, running in all the small rooms, I mean, that's what I think about when I think about this, uh, the campaign is... We're gonna make you crawl through vents and then shove you into small rooms with very large enemies. Basically, <laughs> enjoy. Yep. Yeah, ones that like to hug you and take your light and mm-hmm. catch you in naughty places. Yeah, the the torment again. I mean, to your point, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of easy way, easier ways to deal with the tormentors. Mm-hmm. But I honestly, I I like the sort of mix of mechanics that de- you know Bungie used to go like you know you can't just walk up to them to try to melee you know to try to smack them with sword or melee them because instead of stomping them. They will pick you up and hug you. They'll go, oh, you want to be close? You want a hug? I'll give you a hug. Oh, not just that, they, but they, they, they suppress you, too. Well, right. right, right yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, honestly, that, that is a lot. I'm, you know, not, I'm not telling the grabbing. I mean, just being near to them. Like, if you have a glaive, yeah, yeah, they'll suppress yeah. you. They'll take, your, they'll take your right. light before yeah, they even yeah, touch yeah. you. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, I, I like that mechanic. I like, the, I like the threat of, if I get close enough to you, yeah, I could wail on you with my giant crab claws. But you could also suppress me out of my super and then pick me up and hug me like that. Sorry. For some reason, is just a lot less infuriating than being stomped or being you know whatever else. Just I don't know. Like that feels more natural. That feels like oh yeah, you, you get close to him, he's gonna take my light away and give me a big hug and tell me how much he loves me. Versus I'm gonna stomp you off the map into a wall somewhere. I don't, know. I don't I even just, think I, about it like that. That is a better alternative to the stomp. 
like yeah yeah like like i I just i like that mechanic like it's been much less yeah they're fear you know infuriating to fight against especially when you're you know light levels capped you know 200 below where you're sitting but it's it's just a much less infuriating mechanic to fight against it's like okay yeah this makes sense sure like this this works for me i don't know i don't know if you how you felt about tormentors at this point or if you run through the how many care i i know responds to kind of at least two characters through his campaign and into the raid the third one we will not speak of but no, no. And I want to, but like every time I, I start it and the, like, I don't know where people are talking about this boost because I'd, I'd rather just boost the Titan through it, but I don't see the boost. When I see the boost, it's like the level boost, not the the skip the campaign boost. I want I want to skip the campaign boost, not the level boost. You know? Just get I'm, that sure over if, one. I'm sure if you go to Bungie.net, they will tell you where, where they can take your money for that. Mm-hmm. I should, yeah. But yeah, I, I, yeah. Either way, I mean, everybody's there's a good and bad to everything. You just have to pick your battles, man. What what do you want to win today? What do you want to lose tomorrow? Kind of thing, you know. I think the raid was fun. I think it was mechanically challenging, and not mechanically challenging. I thought the mechanics were good enough, right, for it to be fun without it being aggravating. And I think the fact that so many people got to do the raid is an absolute win. Even if the elites are like, it's too easy. Well, shut up. More people got to play, and that's important for the game. You know, I want more people to play the game. That way I have more people to do stuff with. You know? I'm tired of tired of getting online and being like, yo, is anybody here? Is anyone to do something? Just crickets, right? But, you know, when, when the game gets easier, then you can go online like, hey, who wants to do... A raid or a nightfall or whatever, you got a lot more people that are playing, you know. So, an increase in the population is a good thing. And if this is how we do it, that's right. Let's do it. Well, funny you should mention that, Respawn, that we do have a bot in our Discord that you can join. It's called the100.io. And it was set up by the fabulous Kingsley Mac over the Guardian Hub. And we use it. Guardian Down uses it. I believe Potato Thumbs use it. And is it Blueberry Lounge also use it? So there is a plethora of guardians from four or five different podcasts that use this 100.io bot, which you can set up a game if you want to play PvP or if you want to play PvE activities. Join our Discord or join one of the other guys' Discords. I'm, I'm not telling you what to do. And set up a game. And it's just that easy. Just you set up a game for when you want to play. Don't be like Respawn and get on and go, well, there's nobody here to play with set up a game or even just jump into one of the chats and say look i'm on i want to play and respawn will be there because like you said he's there and he wants to play oh yeah everywhere you want to be yeah like in our discord it's the l sector alliance lfg and yeah it'll sit there and dutifully tell you every time people set up a game or just hey i'm I'm looking to run a thing here's where i'm looking to run it and it'll tell you if you've got enough people or even if it's full say hey i'll be your seventh person i'll be your sub you know yeah, hey, I'm available during this time. If if you lose a person or if it takes too long and someone has to go, you know, a lot of us are parents and adults with jobs and ki- and kids. Just because there's six people in the raid in that raid saying, "Hey, I'm ready for you know 6 p.m. on Tuesday evening," doesn't mean all six people may be there the whole time. So yeah, That's you know, throw, right. throw your hand in the ring because 100 IO is good about saying, "Hey, I'll, I'll I'll be your alternate." You know, be be the, be that seventh man off the bench in a bunch of places, and then yeah. If someone drops out, hey, you're the first person to call. You're the first person available. Hey, I'm right here. I'm ready to go. Let's let's kick this thing. And and not just that, but like it's also really good. Let's say somebody drops out, it'll post say, hey, you know, we're down a man. Does anybody want to join? Kind of thing. It'll send out an announcement to everybody. 
letting them know that you who was full is no longer full and you need a man. You don't even have to do it yourself. It's kind of kind of awesome. Yeah. yeah. And you may grow to like some of these people and actually befriend them and just do raiding or dungeons or PvE activities or PvP activities all the time. You could join their clans because we have multiple clans in there. There's it's not just mm-hmm. the Frozen clan, it's not just Pleasure Thumbs, it's not just Guardian Down, Guardian Hub. There are multiple podcasts, multiple clans all in there, just all using this one Discord bot. And it's fantastic. And it feels like almost like, you know, to a person. I think that's how, if not all of us, the vast majority of us met each other, you know, men in raids, have done raids. Like 100 IO is just a great, you know. Oh, 100%. It, it, yeah, 100 IO is just, it's just a nice, yeah. Yeah, it's just a really nice system for saying, I need human beings to get together at a certain date and time. And and it's not just raiding. If it's dungeons, it's iron banner. You know, if you say, Hey, I want to, I want to go into iron banner next week, but I don't want to do it alone. I want to, you know, have some battle buddies to go in with and have a good laugh with say, Hey, I'm going to run iron banner on, you know, Tuesday evening, you know, who wants to join me? Let's just group up and go run this together. Yeah. I mean, you know, you can do anything in the game, anything in the game you want to do. Hey, I want to go try to get my trials adept weapon. I need seven wins. I'm I'm a decent player, but I'm not great. Who you know? Are there two other decent players who want to go in with me? Let's go have a good time with it. Yeah, anything you want to do in the game? Hey, I want to get through the campaign. I I need my Vex Caliber. I'm, you know, hey, I've I've had this quest sitting in my inventory Ooh. for a year, and I want to finish the thing. <sighs> Say, hey, Vex Caliber legendary. No joke, guys. No joke. Oh, oh, you say that, but Cheese Forever has a video for you, and his show and his link is permanently in our show notes for his channel on YouTube. So. He's he's been on top of things this week with so many cheeses, so many things that Bungie thought. That I'm, I'm gonna have to look that up because, like, like if I go in with a team, impossible. There's just so many ads and they hit so hard, people die while. Are they, you using Wishbender? No. Go and check out one of his videos. Use Wishbender. You'll thank me and cheese later. Fair enough. But getting back to the Twarb this week, there will be updates oh, to oh, commendations oh. and Guardian ranks. So this week's update, which we've already had, there was a little bit of downtime, um, mm-hmm. brings some welcome changes and quality of life improvements to the game, including an increasement to the exotic engram drop rate for completing Legend and Master Lost Sectors. Thank God for that. Oh, goodness. Have I'm you tried cool. doing them this season? I am not strong enough no. to do them this season. Oh. I, I set foot into one and got it wiped off the floor immediately. And I said, okay, we'll try this again in a couple of weeks once I've gotten I, a little stronger. I did, I did 12 <laughs> of the master versions of the Lost Sector. Got one exotic armor to drop, and it was not the seasonal helmet. I was so upset. 12, dude. 12. And I got one drop. And then after they made these changes, I went in there. Didn't even go on master. I went on legend. Legend. Got the exotic drop first try. So thank you so much, Bunch. Yeah, I mean, Master is meant to be the one that gives you it gives you more of a chance at the drop. But mm-hmm. I think over testing over years and years of these legendary lost sectors being there, it has been found, I mean, proven time and time again that it is quicker to run through on the legend difficulty to have your hopes dashed less to get the exotic to drop at the end. You you can do those quicker. Than just doing one master version, so yes, yes, time wise, it is faster to do the yeah. legends. But the fact that I got it the first try on the legend was kind of nutty. After <laughs> that's because you, know. you pushed the button, you did the master first, and it went, Oh, you didn't get anything. Oh, he's now on legend, <laughs> let's give him it. <laughs> <laughs> 
So on Tuesday, they also reduced the accommodation requirements for Guardian rank 7 through to 11 to benefit our players' goals for this feature. Mm -hmm. Even with plenty of data and experience, it's tough to predict social system behavior until it's finally in the hands of the community. Not really, Bungie. You knew this was going to kind of be... He just vehemently disagreed. Nope, you lie. (laughs) At the end of the day, Bungie, when you set a rank so (laughs) high, people are going to cheese it. It's ridiculous. Also, you need to make sure the system works so you can give out the ranks in every core playlist, Bungie. Because if the screen never never loads, I can't give or receive commendations. Yeah, last night, like like I've done the raise and everything like that, haven't had a problem. Loaded into Gambit last night because we needed to do the weekly, me, PB Pipe, and Steven. Has not loaded once. Have never seen that screen. Dude, it was over. I couldn't give a single person a commendation. I'm like, WTF? And you know how you can hit like your, your caps lock or I'm a, oh, whatever yeah, you can use to bring it up faster? Course. That doesn't work in Gambit. You can't no. bring it up faster in Gambit like you can everywhere else. It it flat out, I have never seen that screen loading Gambit. It yeah. Since they're at the spinning thing, I'm going to load. I'm, even Crucible, half. Crucible has been about 50-50. The Defiant playlist and the, and the Nightfalls and Vanguard Ops, those... You know, Easy. again, yeah. sometimes I forget about them and I forget to give the commendations, but the screen loads at least. Yeah. In 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 PvP, fifty percent of the time in Gambit, not once, not once has that screen loaded. Oh, right. played, it doesn't know, work in Gambit, dude. No, we tried yeah. that in Gambit. Tab does not bring it up faster in yeah. Gambit. No, yeah, no. There's nothing you can do. Any trick that works elsewhere, they're just like, why? Why would Gambit be a thing? Why? Again, we we're gonna make you pick up triangles in the rest of the game, but we're gonna forget a Gambit exists. So yeah, no, just I, I would I mean and that's part of the reason I'm sitting at I think where am I sitting at? Like three hundred something, three hundred and fifteen commendations. I mean part of it oh. is too is I I've been running through the campaign running through the campaign with the Titan and I've been using my warlock to help you know various people through the campaign. So I've been doing a lot of, you know, non commendation activities. But also, yeah, the ones I play, if I can't if it's broken to the point where I can't use it, can't get the commendation bungee. That's so bad. And what's bad is is Gambit's one of the ones where you can get the red commendations, which are weighted heavier point wise. Mm-hmm. But you can't I mean, give or get. Nope. <laughs> nope. Those aren't for you. So maybe maybe that's one of the reasons to play trials. Go get some commendations out of trials. <laughs> <laughs> if if people are giving out company, if they're going, uh, you were fun, but you weren't good. <laughs> yeah. T Rex is like, I had seven yesterday. Yeah, well, look at this T Rex. I am literally one 130 point nightfall away from eight. Look at this. That's what I need right here to get eight. One 130 point nightfall. Well, from what I've been hearing, a lot of other people have, have again, agreed with us saying that resetting your rank after the season is a silly thing. And it should be a thing that, I mean, I think it was the last word. I think Travis was saying that he's got a friend that's just come back to Destiny and immediately they are a six. And it's like, well, I'm a six. How come you're a six? And I've been mm-hmm. playing it since X amount of years. It's like, like I said last week, it doesn't make any sense, this commendation system. Um, and now we've got re- reductions, so you can give out more and get higher ranks quicker. So mm-hmm. rank seven was 750, now 460. Rank eight was 1,250, now 790. To get to rank nine, one thousand seven hundred and fifty. Now one thousand two hundred ninety. 
Rank 10 was 5,000, now down to 1,530. And rank 11 was 6,000, now down to 1,800. 6,000. Guys, 6,000. Astacross did the math. That's 200 and some odd raids, guys. Raids. Hopefully they have heard the feedback. Well, obviously they've changed it, so the feedback no, has been heard. Like, if you come in and out in every activity, then this would go quicker. <laughs> you have to play a core playlist, and in, in, in half the core, you know, a, a full 30 or core playlist is just broken. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah, you're not going to get there. Yeah, your pillar's going to be removed soon. But again, Bungie say that they're not done making changes with the accommodations and the Guardian ranks, and they'll be updating us soon with what is to come. So, e.g., moving the Lost Sector objectives to higher Guardian ranks so fewer players are stuck at rank six. That, that's not what we're talking about, Bungie. We're talking about. <laughs> Never mind. If you listen to this podcast, listen to the last word, listen to last week. Just you'll hear the feedback, it's there. Respawn. Yeah, what, yo, hmm, what? Good work, my little assistant. Yo, you got it. What'd I do? Well, well, we hope by this time you've had a chance to play the new exotic quest, Node Override Avalon. If you Absolutely. You, you might want to visit the Gulch and the EDZ. Take a look, then a second one. You might start noticing a fancy white cube literally hanging around. They'll leave the rest to you. But let's just say there's several of them. And you have I've to collect them. them very quickly. Really? I don't know what they do. Oh, yeah. wait, no, you're talking about the Vexcalibur. The, the, the yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm saying if you're running with a fire team or if you're brave enough to do it alone, you'll be rewarded with a very cool exotic glaive, Vexcalibur, which may or may not be disabled depending on when you listen to us to this and when this is going on. It's a, it's a very special weapon, because not only because of the special ammunition it fires, its perk allows you to build the replenishable Void Overshield, and you can also craft and enhance it. In order to do the latter, you'll have to wield your fancy new glaive while exploring various angles of the Vex network. With that, the quest opens. Use your head, but also your glade shield to go farther each week. And you can craft your very personal version and make an old friend very proud. But there's no lady in the lake, which is disappointing. There should be a lady in the lake. We have fish. We even have a lake. Where's the lady? So, squirrel! I don't know. You guys don't watch anime, but ever since I got it, I'm just like, every time I load it, I'm like, Vexcalibur! Vexcalibur! And only those that have watched a certain anime called Soul Eater know what I'm talking about, and it cracks them up. Because in this anime, you have people that are weapons, and other people wield them, right? And Excalibur exists. And Excalibur is the strongest weapon. But Excalibur is so unbelievably irritating, nobody can wield it. (laughs) Is it a person, though? Yes, it, well, it's a creature. It is. Okay. It's 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 a living entity, right? Um, but yeah, so <laughs> it's just funny. I'm sorry. And and the good thing about this is it's like the exotic missions that we got last season. That once you've got it, you can then go back in each week at reset and get a pinnacle from the drop. So they, there is a reason to go back in and just do it on the normal version each week and get your pinnacle. Is it something that's worth playing each week? Is it enjoyable? The Vex thing? Yeah. It's a no, it's mission. hard. No, but it's a fun little mission. Uh, no, when you put it on Legendary, it's not fun anymore. <laughs> it's I, I was not fun. Legendary, I was putting it on Normal just to get the pinnacle. But I, <laughs> yeah. 
Well, no, I'm trying to get the freak. I still haven't got the first, uh, the first um, catalyst, right? Because I tried doing it with fire teams, and on a, with a fire team, it's just so hard. So I went in there solo, and they get to the last part on the last boss where I got to put in the code, and I just get so overwhelmed by ads, they kill me before I can put in the code and finish off the boss every freaking time. Again, and it's just so infuriating. In the direction of cheese forever, go and check out his latest <laughs> couple of videos. And use the bow. Uh, yeah, I'm happy you to check will, that out. You, you will thank me and cheese later. Trust me. Oh, I, I bet. I bet. I'm looking forward to it. To just now, at least getting it done. If you're listening to this podcast, then you're doing. The, you are doing the right thing, basically. But if you're listening to us live, then again, you're still doing the right thing. But you could be playing Trials of Osiris to go and get the new submachine gun. Or the reprised Astral Horizon Kinetic Aggressive Frame Shotgun. So, yeah. They, Bungie wanted to let you know on Thursday when they dropped the tarp that it was returning. It's returned. It's here until reset on Tuesday. So, possibly if this is released on Monday, you've got an extra day to go and play some trials. If you want. And, but what and, you and... really want to know... Mm -hmm. What do I really want to know? Banner. You want to know about the banner returning. Now, if you listened at the beginning of the show, I did run you through how this Iron Banner is going to work this week coming up with the Iron Banner control and the two returning weapons. We have the Joram's Claw Pulse Rifle and the Bite of the Fox Sniper Rifle. And the interesting thing to note is that the Joram's Claw does have two origin perks. It has the Skulking Wolf perk and it has the Sura Synergy perk, as I kind of pointed out to you. So mm. that might be interesting for people to go and have a look at might be and if you're if you're still waiting for uh, when's my freelance node going to be up uh the fire team matchmaking has been enabled in trials so they've removed the freelance node which mm. have they said they're doing the same thing for iron banner i'm assuming that's the same across the board of hey we've we've fixed we fixed your, your well, fire iron banner's always been matchmaking but yeah no it, it went last season the last iron banner last season they removed it actually that's why i thought they, they removed it and said hey we, we've got the fire team matchmaking now that's what we're going to use yeah. To theoretically right. try to They've match always had a fire team matchmaking. Yeah. It's never like you had to build a team and then go in. Right. But 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 now they're actually going to look at the fire team sizes versus just guessing as they've always done in the past <laughs> on everything. Well, that's what I'm saying. They're they're saying that's what we've done. Have they done it? We'll find out. But allegedly that's what's happening. But yeah, but trials is up this week, Iron Banner up next week. And remember, when Iron Banner's up, there is no trials. So you get your trials this week and no trials next week. Right. And, and we've got some contest mode emblems. So many emblems. Do you have an emblem? I have an emblem. We've got a player support report. All hail Nezarek, final god of Dadbot. Dude. <laughs> you, you can tell they have fun writing these every week. Uh, but have you seen him? Like, have you seen a picture of him yet? I haven't. Because I'm oh my god, he, he looks... He's, he's a final god of Dadbot. I, I no, know I need no. to know. So you know Nezarek's in the helmet, right? You know, You know the helmet. I'm okay. familiar with it, yes. Okay, so when I say this, I mean it. You can put it in your brain. This is what he looks like. The chicken guy from Cloudy with a Chance of Meatball wearing Nezarak Sin. I am not even joking. I have not seen Cloudy with a Chance of Meatball, so... Well, then you know what? You just reference. hope... I can't, I can't, I can't with you right now, okay? Well, you should. You should can better. <laughs> Don't live in a world of can't. Live in a world of can. Because I'm going to live in a world of telling you about con contest mode emblems. 
Mm. Oh, there was a contest mode for for the root of root of nightmare trade that ran from March 10th to 12th. So you you've missed it at this point. If you're going, oh, there's an emblem. It was an emblem. If you're watching, so, it's the one that I'm wearing right now. Yeah. So you must have completely you know com completed the raid, and claimed the horticulturist triumph to earn a good night's sleep emblem. Even if you de defeated Nezarak, part of the challenge was also to complete the encounter and its white mechanic. Players who died during the white mechanic before they're able to fully defeat Nezarak will not receive a successful clear. Uh, additionally, factors such as poor connection, joining raid in progress, etc., etc., won't give you the thing. You had to have done the full raid front to back to get your emblem to drop while you were raiding. Now, if you weren't raiding, you could watch a whole number of people, including Respawn, get your Twitch drop emblem. Because it seems like they basically said, hey, we had this Twitch Rivals program, which was new to me. Not that I watch a ton of Twitch, but I hadn't seen the Twitch Rivals thing before. It seemed basically they went down the Destiny 2 directory and they were like, hey, if, if you're streaming the day one raid, we're going to, you know, you're part of this Twitch Rivals program. Watch two hours of anybody and you'll get your emblems from that. If you're, you're either Dimitalix or your Particle uh, Acceleration Twitch drop emblems, which should be available and unlocked during watching the raid for Twitch. You had to you know, link your Bungie profile to Twitch which hopefully you've done in the past. If not, there was instructions in the 12 last week. And again, if you're reading this now, you've missed it. So maybe next time you'll be able to get these things. Uh, your Destiny 2 Ritual Reset, Daylight Savings Time. We struggled last week with Daylight Savings Time, and I feel like I've just been off the entire week since. Uh, but the Daily and Weekly Reset has been changed because the U.S. is stupid and likes to change times around. We went from 9 a.m. PDT to 10 a.m. PDT, which is 1700 UTC or UTC negative 7 for those of you who play things that way. Um, you know, it, we do this twice a year. We move the hour around. So you think something happens at a certain time. It, it's now an hour different than it was. And we'll do the same thing again in the fall. Unless we, you know, through an act of Congress, stop doing daylight savings time, which is silly. And we should. In addition to daylight savings time, which is a known issue, we have another number of known issues. Uh, some players are unable to lock the EDZ. It's it's the, the whole, the whole, whole dead zone. It's dead to them. It's locked. Uh, the preservation mission. Preservation. Right, say, that, mission? say that again. They're unable to to access Unlo it. Unlock the EDZ. The EDZ is locked to them. There's a giant padlock over the whole EDZ. They can't get there. Is it really? I assume, I assume for some players, yes. Oh. I assume Siva is involved in some way. Just like uh, <laughs> the preservation mission in the Throne World is also not available oh. for newer players. I don't know what a newer player is defined as, but uh, if you're a new quote newer player, preservation mission may not be available be available to you. Uh, additionally, some players are unable to lock the throne world. So I don't know what the EDZ in the throne world did, but, uh, it doesn't want people to visit them. Uh, returning veteran players do not have access to all weapon and ghost mods. Some of them, all of them, it's, it's hard to say. Uh, veteran players also do not receive the correct amount of lore books when they rank up for the first time. So you're missing oh, wow. lore books if you're a veteran player ranking up. Countdown and its variants are not added in the weekly cru crucible challenge. So you can play it, but there's no challenge for it. Your reservoir burst explosion with subsistence can sometimes fail to activate on a kill. The Adept Trials of Osiris hand cannon is getting one less round at the magazine than the non-Adept version. Still? Thus rendering it no longer Adept. Yep, still an issue. They still know about it. Uh, the grab lift on Neomuna is tied to its frame rate, causing players with higher frame rates to die upon landing. Mm -hmm. Serves you right. The mark all the scene button collections still not functioning. Still can't mark all the scene. The dimensional hippo grenade launcher can have a range masterwork. It should not, but it does. Non-lifehall <laughs> quests are showing up under the lifehall category. Still, 
Hunters that die and have strand reapplied will lose their first strand aspect. Oh still, my God. still, she's bungee. Thunder gauntlets with the thunder with the thunderhead grips are still missing an ornament for armor synthesis. Certain heavy weapon archetypes still not benefiting from a third reserve mod. Uh, players who players are no longer able to unequip the broken title. I'm sorry, no, no longer able to equip the broken title. So you cannot be unbroken. Unbroken is broken. We'll leave it at that. Your restoration reverts to a lower timer when reapplying the original source of the buff. Weapons can mark targets through Titan barricades, rendering them totally silly and useless. That's that sidearm I was talking about earlier. That specifically targets that sidearm. Okay. Your threat of generation stops functioning on hunters for grenades that aren't grapple after using their super. Unpowered melees can produce faster melee combos in quick quick succession. That explains Mm -hmm. why I'm getting out melee by people when I have powered melees on. Good Mm -hmm. times. Players experience a black screen when previewing armor bundles on PS5. It's not for you. It's not for you. Equipping a large amount of decaying armor charge mods starts deactivating on tier 4 and 5 artifact mods. I ruined this last week trying to read. Let's ruin it again this week. Equipping a large amount of decaying armor charge mods starts to deactivate tier 4 and 5 artifact mods from the player. So yeah, still doing that. Some players on Steam are unable to pass the class icon loading spinner on launch. Uh, please send your DX die to our help forum and go to the help forums because they're actively trying to figure out why. And uh, accommodations are grayed out as already given in some activities. They're also flat out broken in other ones, <laughs> which we might have mentioned a time or two. And that was our known issues for this week. At least the known issues that are the most important ones we'll tell you about. They did fix a lot of things, but they didn't fix these things. Shall we tell? I guess, wow. we'll, I guess we'll tell the people what they fixed because now we're down to, to beautiful artwork and, and movies. Would they fix um, nothing? Oh, no, they, they fixed a couple things. We had Hotfix 7005 this week. They went live on the 16th of March. Um, your seasonal act, exotic activity, they've increased the chain. I'm oh, sorry. Animation changes made to the data collection boss encounter in the variable exotic mission have had the potential to cause issues with photosensitive players, so that's no good. Nope. In your player's journey, they increase the drop rate for the exotic armor in the in the law sectors, as we mentioned, when playing solo. Fixed an issue that prevented the Vex Incursion countermeasures weekly bounty from resetting at rest. I'm supposing that from resetting at reset, I'm guessing is what that's meant to say. Yes, that's what that's meant to say. <laughs> Listen, the bounty is resting and needs to sleep. Just like Respawn, it hasn't slept enough. Give it some time, it'll reset eventually. <laughs> They also fixed an issue where the player's alternate characters could not progress the Hall of Heroes intro quest after interacting with statues early. Any player who's run into this issue will now be able to progress normally. For UI and UX, made adjustments on how Return to Orbit option is triggered after completing the specific battleground. Previous implementation enabled mistakenly skipping end-of-mission cinematics when returning to orbit from the accommodation screen, which caused issues with people playing things in the campaign and Made them get stuck, which is no good. Not at and, all. Yeah, we have some armor armor fixes. Fix an issue where some artifact mods were not properly proccing anti-barrier capabilities. For hunters, they fix an issue your volatile ground granted by the uh, Jira Falcon's exotic chest were not providing void weapons with anti-barrier capabilities. Correct. And your arm, armor scavenger mod fix an issue where the Yotun would get an unintentional boost in ammo, particularly in PvP, with a solar scavenger mod equipped on the player's chest. Put the toaster down. Yes, stop bringing it in PvP, Micah. 
For weapons, they fixed an issue where the Winterbite Exotic Glaive was doing more damage than intended to targets. For Titans, the bonus Glaive melee damage granted by the Exotic Syntheseps Gauntlets had been reduced against both Combatants and Guardians' stat face. Fixed an issue where the Lightfall versions of the Inquisitor and Mindbender's Ambition Shotgun had incorrect magazine perks. Fixed an issue where the Grand Overture blinding effect applied to other sources of splash damage. No, no, come on, everything should be blinded. And we've got some ability fixes. In Strand, they increased the internal cooldown of the Thread of Ascent fragment from 2 seconds to 4 seconds. That, no, you, you didn't fix it, you just made it worse. It's an issue where after a player grappled to a thrown tangle, the Berserkers into the fray aspect would activate on further tangle detonations. That's a lot of words. Fix an issue where suspending detonations from the Broodweaver's Mindspun Invocation aspect were not properly stunning Unstoppable Champions. For Solar, they fixed an issue where the Radiant effect was not increasing damage to strange weapons. And fix an issue where the Threat of Generation fragment could stop functioning after a Silk Strike Super Deactivation either the Shackle or the Threading with either the the shackle or threading grenade is equipped. But you put hard words in strand, and I don't appreciate you for it. <laughs> shackle? Oh, just everything. In... <laughs> the struggle with daylight savings time is real. With the Guardian ranks to more, classly ma to more closely match the goals of Guardian ranks, we've reduced the required accommodation score to complete across all ranks, as we told you about. Basically, your rank 8 objectives require rank a tier 3 difficulty or higher. Uh, fix an issue where only the tier 4 or higher play applied to your rank progression, which is very silly. Players can no longer offer commendations to others with a failed mission activity, because yeah, you know, make it harder to earn commendations. I can still have a good time and fail, Bungie. I can still have a good time and fail. Fix an issue where the Guardians and their weapons were not rendering properly, affecting, effectively making them appear invisible in-game. And your Twitch sub-bounty reward is now correctly applied and appears in the Cryptarch. So if you had a Twitch bounty and it wasn't there, it should be there now. You shall be able to see your friends in trials. So hopefully there's no invisible trials people running around. And that's been your Hotfix 7005. They fixed a lot of things, broke a lot of things. Still can't give commendations in Gambit. <clears throat> Bungie. Yeah, and then we have some lovely artwork and lovely movies of the week. And uh, yeah. Um, there is, I know it's a, it's a, it's a mainstay on our channel, but Plunder the Booty has a hunter build which i think is probably one of the strongest ones i've ever played with and it's you don't even need abilities you need a grafalcon's chest piece you need the um wave splitter i think it's called yes wave splitter and that's basically it everything melts everything explodes you make tons of orbs for supers it's it's amazing so uh, check it out, guys, especially my Hunter Mains out there, PP Pipe. You were talking about a build last night. Check it out uh, and play with it, and it's it's amazingly strong. So, yeah, have fun. Yeah, Plum of the Booty completed the trifecta now has builds for all of your classes, and they're just going to get better as we get more aspects and fragments to play with. Oh, yeah. And, and, and Respawn, I've got some really bad news for you come this Guardian no. Games. No, no. Because I've, I've, I've already seen calls for the Titans to win in honor of Lance Reddick. So I just want to prepare you Jesus, for that potential right. for that ah. potential opportunity. I just, I just want to prepare you now that this may be a thing that happens. Also, this is my call for Guardian Games to consist of Sparrow Racing through Neomuna because it's beautiful <laughs> and it should happen. Yes. Honestly, I'm not mad about the Guardian Games thing. I think I think it's warranted. If that's why they do it, yeah, it's fine. I'd give it to them. 
you heard it here first. He's not mad about it. No, Tune no, in a couple let, weeks from no. now when he will be mad about it. No, no. If, if it's in honor of him, <laughs> that's one thing. If it's Titans being Aryan a-holes, that's something entirely different. I, I disagree. As a Titan, I don't think we should win it for Lance Reddick. I think Guardian Games should just be Guardian Games. But what I think should be done is that Bungie should send off Zavala in the best possible way that they can, you know, in battle, doing something heroic to save us, save the city. For once, um, yeah. Just... I, um, may, maybe it was something in the works that they'd already planned, but something I think that doesn't they, involve a Titan bubble. Let's see him Superman smash into something as a sacrifice. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I'd, yeah. I'd like to see if, if, unless they recast him just for like the story purposes. But I'd like to see something epic happen to kind of honor him and that character because I don't honestly think they can carry on with somebody else doing the voice because of that. I yeah, think that he definitely had a unique voice. This is this is a good, you know, point to kind of honor that character and not not you know not just to get it out of the game, but I think it, I think just to honor him as as the character that he was. I think that they need to do an epic storyline, maybe something that he doesn't even speak about, just something he goes off and does. We see a, an epic cutscene, and you know, Ikora's left kind of holding the vanguard together. I think that's what it's going to have to be. Well, Crow is helping her, so... Yeah, helping but I, I think at work. the end of the day, I think the Vanguard is going to end up having to be disbanded, and it's just going to be Guardians versus, you know... Kyle Traders. Yeah. <laughs> no. Wow. So, like, um, since we're on the subject, if they had to keep him around for story purposes, and yeah. they had to revoice him, what actor would you choose? Somebody that sounds like him. Nolan North, obviously. Yes. <laughs> no, real, 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 real answers only. Yeah, no, no, that, that is a real answer. Somebody that sounds like him. You can't. Who, who sounds like him? Well, somebody that can impersonate him, obviously. Plot twist. Oh, yeah. Peter Dinklage. Bring him back to voice the voice. Or it was all a dream and Zavala was the one that died and Bobby Ewing. Oh, no. Hang on. No, Cade comes back. Nathan Fillion. great. There you go. Yeah, and I did look up Mara Mar- Juneau, I think is the, maybe that's the current Ikora Ray voice actress. Yeah, yeah. It, it's hard she to plays say. Both in Firefly, the... she plays in... No, no, different one. Yeah, For Ikora? Different... Yes, Ikora was yeah. the lady from Firefly. Yeah. Gina Torres oh. was the lady Gina from Firefly. Mara Juneau yeah, is Torres, not the lady right. from Firefly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow, I didn't even know that changed. Yeah, I went looking, yeah, yeah Gina Torres is credited up through the last expansion, but is not credited... <gasps> Forward, see that's what i'm talking that's a good answer morgan freeman would make a good zavala yes yeah, right that's a real answer mm. that's not that's a real a answer. answer no it has to yes. sound like zavala yeah. or you get rid of zavala completely okay i could get behind just samuel jackson no. yep <laughs> all good answers i think no it, no, no, no there's both... not enough mfers for sam jackson it so, can't be somebody that with a voice that iconic, because because if if you're Morgan Freeman or Sam Jackson, no. that's who you are. There, there there is no you will never I will never look at Zavala and go and say anything see anyone but Morgan Freeman or Sam Jackson. It can't be somebody quite that iconic. Mm, to, so you want to change that voice? Want to maintain? Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, unless you you know, give me a story reason why <laughs> why Zavala now sounds different, but. Yeah, no, I, I'm with Nighty, but I think, you know, give him a storyline where, you know, give him that epic sacrifice, you know, hopefully not just a, 
oh, I'm going to go into the traveler and find, you know, find the witness. And then we never hear from him again. Like, give me, like, you know, give me that glorious death. Give me, give me something to, to remember him by that, you know, take the character out, you know, as the commander we've been with since 2014, give him an honorable death. Yeah, give mm. him the commander status that you... they would not like a champ. Yeah. I mean, if you're gonna kill him, you know, I think he deserves at least. Well, I don't know. I don't know if he deserves it. He hasn't really done the much. But biggest statue next to the tree. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> no, I mean, if if you're gonna be with Bungie for that long, you're gonna be in the game. You deserve. You deserve a good death. Yeah. Yeah. An honorable death. An honorable death. Yeah. Good death. Honorable death. Tomato. Tomato. Speaking of honourable deaths, do we have that? a response report roundup? Do we now? I've no uh, idea. What does that have to do with honourable deaths? Nothing, but I just wanted okay. you to move on to that. Uh, I, I dropped something in the show notes of just Bungie's statement on Lance Reddick's uh, passing. Oh, okay. Lance Reddick was an iconic presence on screen, in Destiny, and most importantly, in person. His love for our community shined through Commander Zavala and his uncompromising dedication to his craft. And out of radiating kindness that touched those around him, to say he will be missed is a profound understatement, yet no less true. Rest in peace, Lance. And then it says it's from Bungie, but honestly, I think we could all get on board with that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And just and just and just for the sake of it, we need to drop this week. We need to go find the whole um, where he talks smack to Kaido and repost that. Just 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 because it's it's you, so you good. You do that then. Okay. Okay. And whilst you go and do that, I will give yeah. some more tips, tricks, guides, and builds that I have found this week on YouTube's. Ooh, YouTube's plural. Yeah. Well, I've already gone over the other ones that we went through earlier on in the show. But I found another guide for you from a different content creator on week three's action figures because I thought, you know, why are we sticking to one content creator giving you a guide and just giving you the full guide for each week? No, I'm going to give you time. I'm going to give you time, such as gaming's version of week three's action figures. I mean, you put you keep putting more stuff out there, then I'm going to get confused. Just give me the one guy. You need a build, plot of the booty. Boom. Does Ewer have builds? Sure. Does Grenade Jack have builds? Sure. Do I want to know multiple people? No. Yeah, one name. Yeah. We're acting no. for stuff. But this isn't just for you. This is for everybody. Yeah, nobody needs more than one name. You can be one of his sausages. Yeah. That doesn't sound appealing at all. <laughs> what? Time sausage gaming. We're all his sausages. I know. Marvelous sausages. Marvelous sausages we are. Mm-hmm. And 360 Gaming TV has the eight law book locations in the Root of Nightmares raid. So there's a guide for you for that. And the red bordered chests, which are guaranteed 100% to give you red bordered weapons from the raid. Two guides there. There you go. One person, yep. two guides. You're happy with that one? Well, I mean, we already knew how to do that, but okay, sure, whatever. Okay. I'm going to go and tell you to go and check out Cheese Forever, but there is a glitch that costs you your life that you might want to go and check out. It may be broken in PvP, especially for trials this weekend. If you see people killing themselves and then resing themselves, you know you're up against something. Go and check out that video. Uh, um, an immortality glitch or something? Not an immortality glitch, but a, a glitch to kind of generate orbs and fire sprites. Oh, so, goodness. Yeah, so you, you remember that thing of standing in the back of the map in the yeah. trials map and just waiting for your super? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I feel that that's going to be something that's yeah. Mm. Lovely. And did you know that you can insta kill the nightfall boss with a primary ammo in the hypernet current glitch? Again, thank you very much. Choose forever. I do now. Well, I'm currently yeah. fighting him right now. What, what, what do you do? What do you do? Tell me. Well, I'm not cheese, yeah. so you're gonna have to go and watch the video. No, I can't stop and watch it. You can you can you can absolutely watch a cheese video during a fight. Yeah. Actually, you're probably right. I probably it's, it's just it's just not that long. You can do it, I believe in you. Yeah. Yeah. The fight may be over before the video is. Let's go. So those are the rest of the ones that I picked this week for you guys to check out. And again, I will put them all in the show notes and anything that we've talked about that has a link will go in our show notes as well as links to the 100.io and the other podcasts that I've mentioned. Potato Thumbs, there's Guardian Down, Guardian Hub. So yeah, there's, there's all the links. And then there's the new links for the Lightfall DLC. So if they were looking for anything to do with the raid, anything to do with Neomuna, I've put it all in its own subsection, as well as subsections for Witch Queen and Beyond Light and so on and so forth, as you scroll down in the many links that are there for guides and builds and tips and tricks and all those wonderful things. So many things. Paradis, have you got anything to tell the people? Uh, only that I was chastised by not R for uh, not having watched the video that he dropped in about uh, I think Bayou's video on the puka lore. So you know, there, there's lore about fish. If you're interested, you can go check out. My name is Bife, and he will tell you all about it. See, I didn't watch. It wasn't it as exciting as I thought it was going to be. Sorry, I was hoping ahead. that R would be back to tell us about stuff, but I know he's very busy at the moment because he's only just got on in like week three to do some stuff. And I know I've been chatting to him on and off about lore and stuff. So hopefully, at some point. There will be some more law coming from not off. Until then, we have not not our not our not our first law. Just not here. But we do have. I think it's the end of our show. I think we've made it. But have you thanked the people though first? We need to thank the people. We always always thank the people. The people. The people are why we're here. The people at the lovely Patreon.com/slash/tth, like the glorious Zep Orbit. The always listening, always there, right behind you, the T-Rex King, Dedicated Way M64, the Scarlet KM, Star Vortige, Carver2782, We Noble, Golden God1562, Basically Salt, Zombie Pops, PB Pipe, Lord Master Chaos, and the Drifter Driftwood. They're always there, threatening, dancing, throwing grenades, and we appreciate them. Oh, the Drifter Driftwood? I played with him Mm -hmm. the other day. I didn't know he was a Patreon. Oh my God, dude, I am so sorry. He is indeed. Now, now you should. Now, I, he may need to link his 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 Discord to things. I don't know if I haven't seen him in the Discord secret Patreon chat where we have all of our secret conversations. Conversations on the secret. But uh, right. yeah, so, yeah, so he it, did the raid it, with us. Uh, uh, one of these times we did the raid, he was with us. My my yeah. guy, dude. Say something. Say, oh, dude, I'm a Patreon. Cool. Yeah. All he, all he said to me was like, oh man, I listened to your show and I'm so glad I got to play with you. That, but I didn't know you was a Patreon, homeboy. There you go. Now, yeah. now, now Respawn knows, and we'll, we'll shower you with the proper level of praise and respect deserved. Yep. It's not seconds. a Titan. That's good enough. For about two seconds, and then you're... <laughs> hey, hey, him not being a Titan already puts him... Now, is he a Hunter or is he a Warlock? I, I'm pretty how, sure he's a Hunter. How, yeah. how, high, how high is he in, in, the, in the Respawn Book of Respect? Pretty good. I mean, he was a good player. <laughs> I appreciated him. Well, thank you to all of those lovely humans. And thank you for joining us. Your Titans are parody and Night Demon. Your Hunters no one responds in real life. Our lore scribe is unable to talk to us because he's still making his way through the campaign. And until you unlock the campaign, you actually don't unlock podcast access. So we're working on that. 
You can email the show at two times and a hunter at hotmail.com. We're everywhere you want to find us on the internet, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, Facebook. Um, we're here. We exist. We're out there for you. You can find us, find our show wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on YouTube each week for new episodes, weekly video updates, and all the live streams. If you want a nice British man to tell you what's happening next week, he will tell you. He will give you all the details on all the things. If you're looking for the show, 2910100.com. And uh, if you want to join the Utter Dance Troop, throw us with a good time, throw more grenades, join our Patreon, patreon.com slash T-T-A-H. Or if you just want to buy us a coffee, ko-fi.com slash hunter. And if you want the thrill of live action and spicy language and occasional D&D, head over to twitch.tv slash no one responds in real life. That's N-O number one responds in real life, all spelled out. And if you want to keep it family friendly like a proper British gentleman should, head over to twitch.tv slash two times of the hunter. Or, you know, follow us on YouTube and you will get all the things when all the streams happen in their full lovely glory. Uh, until next week, any, any exciting updates to tell the people? Do you want to say goodbye 16 times? Give the people your closing thoughts. Uh, no, I'm good. Just, uh, you know, deuces as usual. Alonzi. Two Titans and a Hunter, a Destiny 2 podcast. So my closing thought is aiming ruins my immersion. Respawn. Reloading ruins my immersion. <laughs> Parody. Night Demon, what ruins your immersion? Not being able to gain that triumph. <laughs> Put on the t-shirt. Ship it. Okay. <laughs>